Auto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing, the podcast that's like that missing 10 millimeter, but you kind of wish you never found it. Somehow you did. And like our supporters on Patreon, you too can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. While you're at it, head over to our Zazzle store and check out our merch there by searching Creative Writing Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else except for TikTok and Ding Dong, because we ain't going to go there, but on Twitter we are. And Tumblr, thanks, bye. And now that was my impression of a crashing spaceship. Hello, everybody. Hello, ladies and gentle wimes. This is uh, Junkie Toitman, and I'm here in the uh, Creative Writing Studios. The I almost said Noko Moto. F those guys. They they almost tricked me into saying their show. You know, the guys from the Nokomoto podcast, they almost tricked me just now. Um, We are in the Moto One Podcast Studios West, and we're brought to you by Clobman Pickles and also TPS Fab, who we should have on the show. Why don't we try and do that tonight? Um, Hey, you can tell, obviously, by this intro that I'm totally, I'm either on methamphetamines or um, I'm going stir crazy because I haven't got out to go riding. And I can tell you what. Since I haven't got out to go riding, I'm totally out of meth. So I think you can guess which one is the the case. So I, I have a problem, and it's not it's not a meth problem. The problem I have is that I, you know I always had this fantasy when I was younger of um, maybe one day moving, you know, just not moving to London, but living in London. And, uh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to just go experience another country and see how people live in, in um, all that great fun stuff. It didn't have to be London, but I thought, you know, they have good beer and they have good motorcycle races, right? In, in, in England in general, from what, I know, from what I've heard. Uh, never been there yet, so I can't tell you right off the top of my head. But what I can tell you is that I don't need to move there to experience the ambience because here in Southern California, for some God's unforsaken reason. I don't know how many gods it took to unforsake the reason, but listen, I've prayed to all of them to make it quit raining. I should pray to Chalk Mool to please quit rain. I mean, you know, even the Aztecs and Mayans had periods of drought, and they prayed to Chalk Mool to make it rain. So I guess if if I wanted to quit, that, that's one god I should hit up right now because I just I don't want to ever know what it's like to live in London now. Like, I don't really care. I, this is, like, I think I'd just, I'd be just fine with living in Southern California for the rest of my godforsaken life. Um, my, as, as far as my, long as my taxes uh, and income could support it. This weather is just great that we usually have here. So I don't know why the hell London decided to ship their shit over here. And uh, now we're, we, we, I haven't seen the sun literally in a Portland week. 
I think that's like what I'm going to call a, 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 um, a month, uh, living in Portland, you know, as they're used to it up there. A lot of other places used to this. They're used to it. I'm used to it being 80 degrees in February already. And so the fact that it's April and it's been pouring for like three weeks straight, I don't know what to do with myself. It makes quarantine that much worse. Now you're stuck inside. I feel like I'm in like Minnesota or Wisconsin. Now we're like stuck inside and it's cold outside. Like we can't, at least you guys can walk in the snow. We can't walk in rain here in California. We don't have the shoes for it. (laughs) Well, let's just get my blue, you know, in order to escape uh, my hell, my personal hell, I had help on this week's show and uh, I got a yak with a couple uh, really bright guys who know probably a lot more about motorcycles than I ever will. And they were able to take me out of my funk. So hopefully they'll be able to take you out of yours. If you are experiencing a funk, uh, I have two things for you. I, I haven't thought of a weekly challenge to do for this week's show, so maybe I'll think of it by the end of the night. But um, I hope you enjoyed last week's challenge of going out. And you can do these. You don't have to just do last week's challenge last week. You can do it again this week if you, if you didn't even see it. If you head over to our Facebook page, and I just posted it on Instagram this last week, do something that's going to get you touching your bike because I know we're all not supposed to be doing it. I mean, I don't care if you live in Bohonk, Pinokinawa, uh, which is like a little tiny island in the Okefenokee Swamp. I know you're not supposed to be out riding right now unless it's God dang essential or God's dang essential in this case because Chuck Mool, I'll tell you about him. I'll tell you about him later. But I know that pretty much if you live in any part of the United States right now, except for maybe Arizona who doesn't give a fuck and Texas also probably doesn't give much of a fuck or Wyoming who just forgot that the rest of the states were around them because it's just so beautiful there all the time. They And there's only 23 people in that whole state anyway. So they, they probably just forgot about this stuff. But everybody else, I know for damn sure that you're supposed to be staying at home right now doing what every racer in the world tries to do no matter what discipline and flatten that curve yeah did you ever think about it this flatten the curve shit i've been hearing about left and right left and right by the way this isn't a a kid appropriate show unless your kid knows where's shit i'll try to keep that the only bad word i think there's some bad words later you might want to just have your kid not listen right now but yeah the uh flatten the curve man when you're when you're racing when you're learning to race and you're learning to navigate corners what you're trying to find is the straightest path through the curves. You're trying to flatten the curves. So if you ever listen to the Dukes of Hazard theme song like I did as a boy 8,000 times, yeah, I, I replayed it in my dreams as I slept, straightening the curves and flattening the hills. Let's just flatten the curve and straighten the hills, why don't we? So let's flatten the curve, you ass hats. <laughs> And if you're a little kid, an ass is a donkey and a hat is something you put on your head. So it's a hat that you put on your head that looks like donkey ears. Now go tell your dad to put on his ass hat. Um, and with that, let's get into this week's show. Let's talk to people that are much smarter and more entertaining than I am. So you don't have to listen to this anymore. And then maybe by the end of the show, I'll think of a new challenge for this week. And if you have a challenge, go ahead and tell us about it. You can always reach out to us on our Facebook page. Hit the email button there. It's much easier than typing in creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com and then typing a subject and then typing your whole thing. Just t- 
go to our Facebook page and tap that one button, and then it leaves a lot less typing. You have to type typing and typing that you have to do, or you can call us 740-563-2858. Huh? Leave us a little dang message. And if you get a call back from that number, it wasn't me. <laughs> Just kidding, it was. And also, I set up, I keep in a private patron-only Discord channel that only they know about and only they're invited to. And I've invited the guys from Nokomoto to that too so that we can all have a uh, Moto One podcast chat in there with our listeners. But I might actually do something with that this weekend, peeps. I might do some music in there. And I might do like a little chat session um, it's going to be rainy as get all get out and I'm just going to be bored as all out of my gourd out here in the shop working on, you know, what, whatever I might, I might work on like a solar death ray just to blow all this rain out of the state. I have no idea what I'm trying to do, but whatever it is, I'll be with you on our Patreon only chat. And then I'll be flipping into the uh, creative writing. It's our friends, artists, writers, and throttle junkies. Uh, you're one of those. So if you are, go over to our Facebook page. Since Instagram sucks big balls and you can't put links or anything up there, head over to our Facebook page. And the 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 link is there. The invite sh- is permanent. It was temporary on accident. I fixed that so it's permanent. And come join other fellow creative writers in there. Right now, for the past couple days, there's been this... Uh, one of our new patrons, Phil, and uh, um, Lady B, I believe, from New Zealand in there talking about motorbikes and and uh, what we're trying to do to alleviate our cabin fever uh, in this time of what I'm going to call the Cove Wob Knob Knob. I'm not really going to call that. I just said that. Um, I was trying to think of some song lyrics, and that's how I do it. I just start babbling. <laughs> Sometimes good stuff comes out. Um, and in the meantime, Cove Bab. The Creative Online Virtual Bikes and Blank show, which was bikes and bikinis for the last two or three weeks since I first made it. Uh, I'm going to switch that. I think we were, last week I pretty much was like, yeah, that's canceled due to COVID-19. Even an online thing is getting canceled. But as more and more people, if, if, if you become aware of it, head over to our Facebook page, join that group. I think I made it easy. I think I just made it to where you just had to click join and it doesn't ask you anything. Facebook is so, uh, you know, I, I don't use it that much that uh, as often anymore. So like the stuff that gets posted there is automated. And so I don't even know how to, you know, to be honest, I shouldn't be the moderator for my own groups, I guess. But I'm pretty sure I said it so you can just join that group automatically. So go over there, check it out. This week, or the last couple weeks, it's been bikes and the B is for bikinis. So all you dudes getting your best bikini (laughs) pose on your bike, all you ladies, you don't have to wear the bikini unless you want to. Um, It's just asking for trouble probably. But at any rate, I think this next, the next change I make will be bikes and brews. And usually brews in this time, like during the Great Depression and several other recessions and wartime and bad times, people turn to beer for uh, comfort. Alcohol sales usually spike. And uh, I know there's a lot of good breweries around here right now. Right now, during COVID-19, people aren't allowed to go to bars. People aren't allowed to schmuck it up and party. So I hope you're still getting your alcoholic fix on. If you are a, uh, if you don't drink right now or you've never drank or even if you're too young to drink, I encourage you to go out and uh, drink. No one's going to find out. It's, uh, it's, we're, we're on house arrest, basically. Who's going to know if you, I mean, 
If you're 75 years old, strip buck ass naked, pour beer all over your head, dance around, you know, don't fall down and break a hip, but do all this stuff because no one's going to ever know. And then like when it, when your bridge club gets back together or your knitting club, just be like, oh, you know, I made a quilt. You know, you don't have to tell them that you were pole dancing at 75 years old, you know. And uh, so, yeah, do whatever you're going to do right now. But make sure that if you do it and it has a bike in it and it has a bikini that you posted up to Cove Bab now. And next week, if you have a bike and a beer in your hand, post it up to Cove Bab then. And we'll change the cover art and we'll change everything. So, yeah, I, maybe I should make the first post in there. Except for I'm going to wait till it's not bikini week anymore. All right. And with that, let's get into this week's show. Shall we? All right, everybody, this is uh, Creative Friday. We're here. We have a guest on the line. We have Steve Noble calling in. I have you. I had you as the nobleman in my other invite. So yeah, we have the nobleman here <laughs> with us in studio. Uh, well, via what three thousand miles away. But um, but yeah, man, this is this is the new interview format. Already, you and I had to connect over the computer, but this is even how I have to connect to my co-host Wiggins now because this is the new new. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. This is yeah, uh, it's a good way to do it. If he's trying to talk into a phone, and hopefully there's no weird breathing or anything like. Yeah, that. well, when Wiggins is in studio, I have to turn his mic down because there's always weird breathing when he's uh, even when he's. On a good quality mic, so. <laughs> um, no, I understand. I've taken many YouTube videos that I had to go back and re-edit because of that. <laughs> Sounds like there's a pervert filming. Yeah, just, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know, I've wanted to do a couple, like, not qu- quite vlogs, but just do a couple videos from the helmet, and I, and I, Sometimes I'll be listening because I don't listen to music and I'll, I'll be at a stoplight and I'm looking around and maybe I just like ran over from something and I'm like, oh yeah, this, this wouldn't make very good audio for, for <laughs> any video. So how much do I actually pant like when I'm riding, you know, especially I've never heard myself when I'm trying to concentrate on going through canyons at like a high speed. So maybe I pant like a friggin', you know, hyperventilating <laughs> patient or something. I have no idea, but yeah. Um, I mean, so it's funny you oh, mentioned that. So we have the, uh, my wife and I just got the Cardo, uh, scalar rider Cardo. Uh, oh the, yeah. 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 The, the pack talk bold. We had the Cena's before and the Cena's like, you could hear breasts and everything. And it was, the, you could hear major. breasts. Did you say you could hear breasts? Breasts. breasts. Oh, okay. Okay. Breasts. With a TH. Okay. Um, yeah. but you, you could hear it like when it, the person breathed hard or, you, you know, anything like that. And it, it, it had really, yeah, I mean, you can still communicate, but it definitely wouldn't have been good for video logging. Um, yeah. But those those Cardos, man, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with those things, man. It's it's nice, clear sound. It's sound canceling. You know, yeah. we don't even really get wind noise. Um, yeah, that's what the other crazy thing. I was trying to figure out what do most, um, you know, the technologies that they put into this stuff nowadays to cancel that out. Because you don't want to be writing. And the whole point of like trying to get a nice quiet helmet is so you don't hear wind noise, but then you hear somebody's mic picking up wind noise the whole time you're riding or something. And so, yeah, I, I imagine that they put like, you know, just thousands of dollars into research and, and getting the mic equipment that small, you know, to fit in there is pretty awesome. That's cool. What, what, um, what was the actual model you guys are using? Uh, it's the, the pack talk bold, I believe is it with the JBL sound. 
basically the the top shelf one they have. Nice. What does that thing run? Uh, I think it was like four and it was in the four hundred dollar range, and I yeah, think that per, was on sale at Revzilla. Is that per unit or per pair? Oh no, that what? was that was for a pair of them. So rad. Because you know, I've always but, wanted to be able to talk to my kids and wife when they are. Um, in the car and we're commuting and like, you know, I can split lanes here in California and sometimes I'll get way ahead of them and just say, Hey, you know, something, this is why traffic's backed up or, Hey, I'm, I'm getting off to get fuel. And I always thought like, that would be so cool. But you know, hooking, I don't have, I don't even have like a Bluetooth to my phone calm. So I'm, I, everybody's always talking about these new, the Senna and the Cardo, which Cardo seems like they've been around longer, but they were kind of like overshadowed by Senna and now they're coming back a lot of people seem to like them a little better because of the pack talk or whatever the hell kind of technologies they're doing and yeah and I'm not endorsed by anybody here but I mean just personal experience I I had the Senna the SMH10s and we got those in 2012 I think and they work but it seems like the problem is they've never they keep doing updates on the thing but they never like fix some of the original glitches and stuff hmm uh, and it, it almost be like using like a first gen Android phone still, you know, <laughs> like it, it worked well for what it is, but I, I don't feel they've kept up. Um, right. And I have some yeah, friends maybe. that have some higher level centers and they, they kind of feel the same way. So when I, when it came time to upgrade due to just age of the units, um, yeah, the, the pack talk bold, man, that, that thing's been great. Hopefully we won't have any problems with it, you know, but. Overall, the Senna's were good. I used them for like five years, and you know we we travel a lot, so got a lot of miles on them. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they used, but the guys from the Cafe Racer podcast actually did um, a show where because one guy was riding and the other guy didn't know, and he called him to start their interview, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm out on the bike," and he's like, "You are," and it, and the the quality you couldn't even tell. Uh, you couldn't hear any wind. You couldn't hear road noise or anything. And I'm just going, man. Um, it seems like Senna is kind of like the Harley Davidson of headsets where they, they beat out the competition and then they were at the top and it's like, yeah, we don't have to change anything for, for 50 <laughs> years. And now everybody's coming back with like, they, everybody else has had to innovate, right? So, yeah. You know, it's funny you mention that because Harley has their own line of headsets. They're made by Senna. Yeah, I know. My buddy was asking <laughs> me about it and at work and I'm going, and he's going to throw down money to get it to work because it doesn't work uh, with the Harley infotainment system, if you don't get their branded one, because then they've like licensed it from Senna, but paired it to the Harley stuff to work. He's like, yeah, it was a total pain in the ass to get the other one to work. But if you get the Harley one, but it's a Senna, right? And he's like, he's like, I think it's Senna. And he's looking around. He's like, yeah, I found out it's just a Senna, <laughs> but licensed yeah, the if Harley. If you look at it too, Harley it's thing. like one has a Harley logo and that's it. That's yeah. It. How funny. Um, yeah, I, it's amazing. Um, the technology has made stuff so cool and great. And obviously to be able to record yourself, uh, you know, and, and take phone calls and be able to talk. I, I love it. I'm sad that I've spent so long, um, to, to get into it, but our old co-host Jay, she had a Senna that she was very disappointed with as well. Uh, I don't, the batteries started not to work and then it wouldn't sync up. And it seems like, I've heard more people talking about Cardo and I'm kind of glad I I'm late to the game. Cause I always get the ones that have, you know, people have had time to review them and, and ha- a decades actually to review these things and figure out which ones are the best. I might change my mind. You know, when I go, does yours have a camera on it or is it just audio? No, I, I didn't get the camera on it. Um, yeah, I thought about it for video logging, but I figured I'd just move my head around too much. Everybody just gets seasick. Um, <laughs> right. it's funny you mentioned with the battery, uh, 
when I first got the Senna in, in 2012, um, we went on a long trip and I ended up using one of those like battery backup units for your cell phone. I had mm-hmm. that plugged into it all the time because the battery was subpar. Uh, but as soon as we got home, I sent it back to Senna and they sent me another one. Um, they had really great, I had no complaints about their customer service. And that one they sent me, I used until basically until the end of last season. I just sold them to a coworker for a couple bucks. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I mean, whoops. I, I know that they do supposedly have really good, um, like no, almost no questions asked, like, like Nordstrom style, uh, customer service on their stuff. So yeah, maybe yeah, nothing yeah. but praises about their customer service on that. Yeah. On that end of things. Yeah. So, um, Aside of, aside from all the cool comms that you have for writing, how much writing have you actually got done uh, given the recent circumstances of uh, of the globe right now? <laughs> uh, I think I got maybe a hundred miles on there. <laughs> I, think, um, I think you got me beat by fifty. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm guessing it it might be that, and that's only that's probably since the beginning of the year, and that probably includes a lot of like little neighborhood trips, you know. Right. Because um, even when we get the warm days, like I'll still kind of run them around the neighborhood just to uh, put some gas through them. And, you know, because I don't really winterize anything. I just park them. And then yeah. uh, I just try to start up once a month and then I don't ever seem to have problems that way. How's your, <clears throat> how was the winter? We're, we're, it's oddly enough, we're kind of just hitting a, a SoCal winter right now. We've, we've had like rain and snow for this past week. Um, and normally we're, get, we're getting into the 80s. I mean, it's already been 80 a few times, but. We're usually getting into the high 80s, getting ready for summer to kick off here now. And like today, I think it's raining right now, actually. I'm surprised the mic isn't picking it up. Um, but yeah, we're actually gray skies. And, and I feel like we were swapping places with the Midwest as far as when winter arrives and when spring well, arrives. Well, we're in the middle of a heat wave right now. It's uh, it's about 60 degrees outside. And <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, right. 60, you're probably in shorts. You're like, this is hot. <laughs> It's funny. I always joke because like every fall it gets down to like 65 and I'm like, oh, it's too cold to ride. Come spring gets to like 45 and I'm like, yeah, we're going for a ride. (laughs) Right. You know, and that's another thing. Uh, My wife, my my poor, poor wife, she's already kind of like a a, an introvert. But even this, she's a teacher. And so she's been teaching from home and her workspace uh, has become her living space. And I was trying to tell her, I've worked from home now for almost 15 years. And I said, uh, you know, I've got, I've had like over a decade to figure this out and figure out, you know, and, and it's like half the nation is going home and they are together with people that they love and soon are going to hate <laughs> and all this, you know, and, and it's funny because we, I feel, you know, just after like three or four weeks, how people must feel for three or four months, uh, in like, you know, n- the Northern part of, of America, most of Canada, I'm guessing, you know, and it's like, we don't understand winterizing. We don't understand why people would go sit in a shack ice fishing for hours until you've been in your house for like three weeks and haven't been able to get out, you know? So it's like, we're finally, I think this is finally going to bring people together in a different way, you know, make people kind of understand. Cause, um, I haven't been out in legitimately, I think it's two weeks now because I went for a ride the first week that they said, hey, don't do it very much. Then the second week, they were kind of like, hey, don't go out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be good and not go out. This week, they're like, if you go out, you're going to get a ticket. So I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be three weeks since I wrote, you know, my last ride was three weeks ago. It's going to quickly be like a month since I've been out. And then I'm thinking, 
you know, people always talk about being trapped in like, you know, Michigan and Minnesota for like four months, you know, in Cleveland, I know in Ohio in general, you guys get some pretty, you know, crummy weather too. So I could, I could just imagine now, I think we're, we could all kind of get on the, uh, <laughs> a little bit more understanding after this happened, because now, uh, I imagine when this is all over, when we're, you know, everything's kind of cooled off a little bit, there's going to be a trazillion traffic accidents because <laughs> nobody's driven or ridden in like months, you know, everybody's going out. I'm just like, Oh no, am I happy? Should I be happy or scared to go out? You know? So this is, it's I, an interesting times for sure. I didn't even think of that about people not driving and, you know, then being terrible drivers when it starts back up. Um, yeah. I mean, I like every few days I ride the motorcycle or something. I just, I, I have to get out of the house. Um, yeah. even if I just go for a drive and then come back. Um, but yeah, I didn't think about that. Cause like right now it's amazing because nobody's on the road, you know? Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, it's great. The stay at home order. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Know, oh. but, uh, <laughs> it was your neighbor. Yeah. I saw it. Was it you? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. When I went out, when I did go riding, that was the first week that they had told people to stay home. And it was already great then. I mean, there was like almost zero for LA, especially to see like only 20 cars on the road. That was almost like seeing, you know, uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's like going to Disneyland and there's only a hundred people <laughs> in the whole entire park, you know, like okay, we, you see somebody here and there, but you're used to having to squeeze by people. Right. So that's, it was amazing. And now the irony is that it's probably the best riding right now, but uh, we, we can't go do it. And I've already noticed in the last two weeks that people are kind of roll stopping the stop signs because there's no one out on the road, you know, <laughs> and people are already cutting, you know, when you cut a corner and you kind of drive into the oncoming lane, cause you, you want to make that 90 degree sure. right turn. You're going a little Get bit faster. There's nobody out. There, yeah. yeah. So I almost got run into, I was, uh, luckily I was in a car, uh, but I was going out to the grocery store and yeah, somebody was like, Hey, that, you know, they were, they were literally the only other car on the road and I don't think they were expecting to see somebody. So they were just taking this line, you know, this really smooth line. And and then they see a car, you know, they were cutting into my, my lane and it's like, Oh crap, there's another car. And I saw him swerve. And I was like, yeah, people are already forgetting that there's other people out there on the road. So oh, I'm kind of wondering when, you know, what it's going to be like when everybody finally gets back out onto the streets, you know, it's just going to be, people are going to have lost their patience. Uh, cause you know, everybody's attention span is, is a week at most now and they're going to forget how crummy traffic was around LA and, and and big metropolitan cities. And yeah, I mean, I saw you riding your bike the other day and there was nobody out, right? Yeah. I I was uh, allegedly, I was in downtown Cleveland and yeah, there was absolutely nobody out. Yeah, um, I was riding in circles in the middle of a, a main intersection yeah. downtown, which I've, normally would get you leveled by a bus or like eight cars <laughs> um, right, in right. seconds. Uh, yeah, just not a soul, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, but unfortunately, uh, I get this week. I'm I'm hearing that'll get me a ticket, so I haven't done it. You're you're encouraged to still exercise, but only within your neighborhood. And I'm going, man, like. Are they checking your license? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not like crazy uh, martial law yet, but still, like, no, who's to say? Like, I was just riding my motorcycle around the block. Yes, I live here. You know, like, uh, prove I don't. You know, so I don't know. I, I really, I've, I've been aching to get out, especially in between the rain that we've had, and now I'm getting that cabin fever. Yeah, and I'm ready to get out. Uh, my guess are is, you, if, um, if you don't give the cops a reason to pull you over. Oh yeah, they would probably leave you alone just because I wouldn't think the cops would be too interested in 
interacting with people at the moment. But yeah, especially um, if you, they walk up, you're just coughing and hacking. All. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're outside and you're being a jerk, you're getting tickets. Yeah, you know? right. And ironically, this is the best time to practice wheelies down Main Street because there's no no other traffic to hurt. So, but yeah, you you will you will stand out like the sore thumb. Um, have you been getting any moto stuff done since uh, since being in lockdown? Um, well, I finished up. I did a big bore install on my Harley, my Dyna, over nice. the winter. Did a little head work to it, and uh, I've been shooting some more videos for training. Uh, I've been writing classes. Um, or shooting more videos for my YouTube channel. Um, been writing classes. Did some teaching, showing my wife a thing or two on her bike. Um, nice. Kind of getting things in a row here. Uh, so hopefully, you know, when I can actually hold in-person classes as soon, it'll uh, take off. Like, originally we were scheduled to... Um, I was going to have a motorcycle maintenance course in Pittsburgh uh, in a maker space out there. Um, and uh, that was supposed to happen, I think, this coming weekend. Um, so obviously that's on hold. But, you know, something to kind of, you know, reach out beyond the, the greater Cleveland area there a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's cool. That's real cool. Proto Haven, by the way, is the name of that maker space. What's it uh, called? Proto Haven. Huh. Are they moto related or just everything? No, they're they have like some welding areas there. Then they have a bunch of three D printers and like an electronics lab. And um, when we were doing the International Motorcycle Show in February, some lady who rides, who's also involved in Proto Haven, stopped and interacted with me for a little while, and you know, conversation went. And um, yeah, we had it all set up. So hopefully that'll happen too once the uh, you know once the lockdown you know ends. Right. I, I, you know, I would just imagine that this is a good time to do some resource material. And when you're out doing classes and you never had like a photo set or like videos to show people, now is the time to get that all together. Right. Because this is the perfect time to do it where you're like, I don't have anything to do. I could like set up some, make some resource material or slides or whatever to show to, to uh, enhance my, my classes. But, um, I did see Skidmark still doing some stuff over the over the meetups, I like Zoom or Google Meets, whatever the heck people are using nowadays. Yeah, yeah, Brian's still doing some stuff with uh, with the Moto Go, and uh, he's yeah doing over whatever Skype Teams whateverness. Um, it's basically with the high schools that he was still part partnered with Magnificent, uh, I think is what it's called. Uh, he was still kind of teaching these girls you know, motor building stuff, you know, basically, you know, remotely. And he has them all, they have like these little plastic 3D models with actual moving parts of an actual internal combustion engine. So he's teaching them with that. And, you know, so yeah, it's, he's still doing that. I mean, the garage is closed for the moment, but, um, you know, he's, he's still going on with Moto Go as much as he can. Because a lot of the, the teachers around here are teaching remotely now. So, right. I, I think every teacher that I've talked to from uh, our good friends up in Wisconsin to, you know, obviously my wife and, and everybody that I know that's uh, uh, teaching right now is doing it remotely. It's funny to think of the PE teachers, but my kids have been attending, you know, online <laughs> online PE classes. And uh, yeah, it's it's really funny. And, and it's changed the whole dynamic of how kids are learning. And I, I at first they were doing review, but now they're like, no, we're teaching, you know, continuing as if this is not going to end because they told us that uh, school is out for the remainder of the school year. So 
the kids won't even see the school again until next fall. You know, even summer school is probably going to be canceled. But uh, oh wow, around- we're, we're only officially till May first at the moment. But yeah, there's a good chance that could be extended. So yeah, well, you know, their school gets out May. 30th or 31st, whatever, maybe, maybe the 32nd. I don't know how many days are in May, but so they were like, you know, what's the point of coming back for 30 days? Really? You know, open houses are canceled. The proms, everything's already canceled because it kind of happens before the very end of school. So the only bummer is for uh, graduating students. I, there's not going to be a, a, you know, a cap and gown ceremony this year. So uh, at the high school, but everything else, they're like, why open logistically it'd be a nightmare maybe uh you know the kids are already set up at home to do learning so why mess that up and come back and and then you know it it was they just i guess made the decision that it's only like 25 or 30 more days actually school days i guess you would minus the weekend so i mean it's less than a literal month of uh working time that they would be back so they're just like screw it I'm sure they, the school district didn't say screw it, but you know <laughs> they yeah. decided not to not to return. And I'm like, that's fine with me. We're today is um, their second day of spring break, and they are. It's raining here. We can't go anywhere, so we're, we're inside watching MythBusters. So it's like, man, I don't know. It's it's really cha- everything's changed this year for sure. We're not taking a summer trip. I don't think we're we're not definitely didn't do a spring break trip. So I'm just I'm thankful that we got to do this stuff before we did, which is kind of funny because I know Mama tried uh, was happening, and I think didn't Skidmark wasn't there some sort of thing they were doing like literally right as this was the the window was closing to do like public events right. Like within days, we got shut down for the Piston Power Show. We were going to have a big yeah. booth there, which oh. is kind of the big Autorama custom car thing in Cleveland here. Um, and I know Mama tried. Like basically, there was a bunch of people up there. Uh, I had a friend that was up there, and um, there was a bunch of people up there, like set up. Like all the guys that were going to do the flat out Friday had their bikes up there. And right. um, based on what I saw on social media, they still had their own little you know, party out in right. the street in Milwaukee, uh, right. unbeknownst to the, a lot of people. But yeah, it was kind of hit kind of <laughs> fast, you know. Yeah. Well, and now Milwaukee is uh, like 99% contagious. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I was joking about, you know, the amount of Southern California dudes that went up there that are like, you know, the Harley bros. Uh, who knows how much faster they helped uh, <laughs> helped it get to oh, Milwaukee. Spread it around a little bit. All right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, you know, that really did, uh, Daytona was that week also. And it's like, everything was happening on Friday and Saturday and Thursday night is when like the windows coming down. So yeah, I know it it was a really crummy, crummy thing. I hope it didn't affect, you know, obviously it didn't affect you guys too much and you're getting some spare time now to, uh, you know, kind of make vids and do, do the stuff that you love. So hopefully I thought I'd have a lot more time on my hands, but it turns out having your kids at home from school, um, like I thought, oh, I'm not going to have to go get them after school every, every day. And I don't have to get up super early in the morning to make their lunches, you know, while my wife's getting ready to go to school and teach. It's like, that didn't really happen. That manifested in a different way. Now, I, now I'm like more responsible for them. If anything, you know, it's like, I have less time because now I have to occupy their little brains. They've been stuck inside all day and, uh, because of the weather. And so when I go, I can't just stay out in the garage and start, you know, piping on some fiberglass or wrenching on anything. It's like, no, now you got to entertain the kids. <laughs> it's like, oh, sure. so yeah. So I, in my I've own way, from friends and family. And so I don't have any kids, but uh, my wife, and yeah. I 
we've been hearing about that from friends and family that, yeah, they thought they would have a bunch of free time and they basically have less now. Right. My own parties have been canceled at this point. So, <laughs> but yeah, it is interesting. I, I, I think that right now I've seen a lot more people posting up stuff on, on, um, social media. It's really funny. Like people are getting super creative and actually some people are doing, um, videos and stuff that they never had time to do or like, Hey, this, I'm going to learn how to like make something leather now that like, you know, now that I can become a craftsman in this time, I think it's really put a damper on the gig economy, but I think that it's also put it, um, I don't know, giving people some time to reflect like, you know, what, what, this is going to definitely change people. And if it doesn't kill you, make you stronger sort of thing. I think, um, I know you work a regular nine to five, right? Are you able to still work from home or are you just, yeah, I'm, right I'm now? lucky that I'm in a situation where I can basically telework. Um, yeah. Even though I'm technically blue collar, it's kind of a complicated thing, but there's a bunch of software they want us to learn and stuff. So they, they kind of just dumped it all on us. Um, not that that's a bad thing or anything, but it was just like, here's a bunch of stuff that you can do. Good luck. Check in with us <laughs> once a week. Um, right. So there's a lot Perfectly. of that going on. So, yeah. So, I mean, but it's still. You know, even though it's 40 hours of my week, there's no commuting and it's more flexible as to when I can do it, you know, where like my wife is working from home and she actually has to be logged in, you know, and then on the phone with people and stuff. So she's still committed to that Monday through Friday schedule. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, mine, luckily I can kind of be flexible when I start by half an hour or so, but really, I mean, ours has not stopped and, uh, I'm, ours is going to be delayed because we do, you know, I work with like ve- vehicular data and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But just because they're not making cars for the for right now doesn't mean they haven't made any and people are going to need like, you know, repair data and stuff like that. But um, I'm assuming that less people are going to have a need for that if less people are driving here soon. You know, like I think our, our uh, w- the results we're going to see are going to be a little bit delayed because nobody's driving right now. Nobody's having their car service right now. You know what I mean? They're, nobody's putting wear and tear on their stuff. Nobody's crashing their stuff. Nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Like well, the sure. stuff that are, that we, uh, do data for, nobody's consuming it at this point. So it's like, I don't know, um, six months from now, how our, how our numbers are going to look at my work. But I mean, I will always have stuff to do. I, I, I write books, you know, I write like those cool, repair manuals that you see. So I, I'll always be good, but it's like, who's going to, is people still going to be buying that? In six months? <laughs> you know, are people going to need the data when nobody has crashed their car or like needs service their car, you know, cause nobody drove, which ironically also, there was also that like oil dip, right? Due right. to like Iran and Russia going crazy. And now it's like plummeted even further. I just read the stupid headline the other day that, um, a uh, ga- a a barrel of oil in Canada was cheaper than a be- a pint of beer and i believe it you know <laughs> like it's uh beer beer and oil swapping prices who would have thunk you know but yeah it's happened i i'm waiting for gas i think it's like 2 bucks around here now which is it hasn't been that uh low since like 1990 <laughs> so it's, it's like a like dollar 30 something around here that was like a week ago cuz i haven't bought gas in a while obviously it's um, probably gone place- down 99 cents at one place by yeah. where he works at. It's, yeah. That's what it was when like it, in the when, 90s when I started driving. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I want to say like, you know, maybe, when did I start driving? I started driving like the late 90s. And uh, I want to say that um, 
the place that used to have gas for like a buck ten, we were like pretty sure that it was halfway watered down with like uh, water or <laughs> kerosene or something. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was cheap back then. So yeah, to see gas prices this low in like I don't know, like twenty years or something like that is is insane. When was the nineties? Has that already been thirty years ago? Close, uh, I'm huh? just gonna pretend it wasn't, and we'll just go yeah. with that. I know. I just suddenly felt real old. I mean, I'm over a hundred, so <laughs> right. Yeah, I am too. Just last week. <laughs> nice. Um, which, by the way, uh, is the new fifty, thanks to modern medicine. Right, most well, people, al- yeah. most people alive right now that are getting coronavirus wouldn't even have been al- alive like fifty years ago because <laughs> your life expectancy was like what 60? <laughs> 65? Yes, yeah, like fifty-five, you. sixty, and you were done. Just <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's another thing. And, and the, the crazy thing too is, is I, I'm just, I I can't wait to get back out and I I can't wait to see if this, uh, if the summertime really brings, you know, people getting, obviously the racing is like, I can't imagine those guys like the world Superbike and MotoGP and, and, uh, AM, uh, Moto America, just like sitting there waiting to race, getting rusty, you know, you feel your bones, uh, atrophy and all your muscles are just like, you know, basically like the muscle memory is going to be lost. I, I don't, I can't even imagine what those guys are going to be doing. Um, aside from like maybe training right now, but your the muscle memory of riding you got to wonder like, are we going to see more crashes on the track too? <laughs> when, when racing starts up again, I'm just, I don't know. It's going to be so weird this, this year. Fuck. I thought February, I thought January felt like it was 50 days long. And then, you know, for reals, like this year has just been getting worse and worse. I shouldn't say I, that. I should I'm knock on wood right now. Everyone to just go nuts. Right. Uh, yeah. 2020, the year Mad Max became true. You know, we've always seen these stupid movies from the seventies on of like apocalypse and what's going to happen. Like, hey, maybe this is the year it happens. Like, I'm going to go start getting my raccoon skin clothing together right now, so I can at least be stylish. You know, now's your happens. chance to go a road rash and take off people's mirrors <laughs> with chains and stuff. Right, you know, <laughs> wear leather shoulder pads with spikes on it and be awesome. Right. Well, one thing's for certain, wearing my friggin' mask that I use to spray and, and do like, you know, when I do um, fiberglass and stuff, wearing that to the store doesn't make me look like an insane maniac anymore. It makes me look like a responsible American, right? Like every gangster from like 1971 to 2019 that had a bandana on is now like, man, now I'm just like a responsible citizen. I I walked in the liquor store just a few days ago with the do rag over my face. <laughs> I felt like right. man, like I thank I you. Expected to get shot for something like this, you know, right. a month ago. Right, and now they're like, "Thank you, sir." <laughs> yeah, they just smile yeah. and nod. I just nod back, like I'm smiling under here, you know. Yeah, I feel crazy. I went to the store the other day and. I got to tell you, like two weeks ago, I felt like this biggest stupid idiot because for wearing, you know, like basically I, that's all I, I didn't wear my, I didn't wear my, my, uh, you know, mask with the cartridges. I did, I really didn't want to feel like a big crazy guy, but I did wear, you know, just basically like you said, like a do rag or bandana, like triple folded. I felt like the biggest idiot. And then the last time I went to the store just a couple days ago, I was like, oh, I would have felt like an outsider if I didn't have that. Everybody had a mask on. You know, they're telling everybody around here, at least on the news, wear a mask. Oh, you know, they were, first they were saying um, if you were at risk or something like that, or if you felt sick. Now they're like, stand by for technical difficulty. We made an oopsie. 
junkie uh accidentally hit the uh the space bar because my screen went to sleep and apparently that's how you shut the recording off <laughs> so yay <laughs> sorry about that no it happens no problem yeah yeah no it's my first time i swear <laughs> i uh i've only been using this thing for the past couple of weeks and i haven't pressed every button to see what does what so i know not to press the space bar now uh shoot where do we leave off just uh mayhem and chatting about the corona um wearing the face masks and stuff out in public yeah well yeah and now it's fashionable and uh, i don't feel like an idiot um yeah they they've basically that's right they've told everybody to wear it whether you're sick or not now and uh wiggins and i were just talking about it last week um or the week before and he was like yeah they tell you to only wear it if you're sick or something like that and now they're like nope but i don't know man uh, all these, my friends actually in San Diego were doing a thing where they were delivering medical masks via motorcycle to, um, some people. And they were also like doing food deliveries. So, I mean, there's been like some legitimate efforts by people to like use the good of, uh, like the mobility power of a motorcycle to get stuff from here to there rapidly. And, uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. I don't, there's nothing around here for me to do like that, but uh, if there was, I'd certainly, you know, do it. I think it's it's a good. It proves that motorcycles are a good apocalypse machine, despite like, right, right. And so that's another thing is that I, I uh, was always wondering like how good are they really, you know? And now it's like, man, maybe they could be. Well, they have limited fuel range, which is probably the biggest problem. Unless you have like a, one of those crazy adventure bikes that has the 500 mile tank on it, you know. Yeah, I know my my all of my bikes are basically uh I'm going to say 200 mile range and that's if I was just cruising <laughs> and not right. hauling ass. Now the flip yeah, side is a- if the roads are gone, even like the even my Harley does okay off-road. Like I've gone tearing down gravel roads and you yeah. know, it just it gets a little squirrely, but you know. Uh Yeah. There's there's never that's- like an obstacle you can't get around, you know. Yeah. I know. I was thinking about that because I I did take my my bike off road too. It's basically a it's basically Yamaha's version of a Sportster, right? It's like the bolt yeah. that they turn into a Scrambler. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, those cool bikes. Yeah, yeah. I have a SCR nine fifty, and I took it off. Uh, I took it off road that you know, like I said, three weeks ago when this all first started happening, and and I. I was kind of like, yeah, if I crash, like this is gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna be taken to a hospital, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I was pretty, pretty careful, but I was surprised at how um, good it did. It ate up the gravel roads. It wasn't like too hard. Like the, it's got pretty firm suspension, but it's kind, it's breaking in the more I take it on stuff like that. And I thought, yeah, this thing's cool. However, getting up a wall, like doing shit that they do with dirt bikes, no way. Right. You know, like yeah. I, I couldn't pop a wheelie up a even a two foot wall probably and get over it. But you know, there's those dudes that do that stuff on even like enduro bikes and stuff. Or like when you watch hard enduro, that you're like, yeah, if I was that guy on a motorcycle, a freaking the Great Wall of China couldn't keep me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. The, they are ultimate. Um, I feel like they're ultimate. Uh, 
definitely urban assault vehicles if even if stuff didn't go apocalypse just like even a power outage or a tornado like yeah this these things are rad um hey speaking of your di- or your harley you were saying that you put a big board kit in it um what now those things weren't uh, i guess depending on your year what um, what was the cubic inch in that thing starting out uh it started as an 88 which is like a 1450 uh uh-huh. cc which is already an absurdly large engine for a motorcycle yeah. Um, so then, is that a uh, is that a late uh, late two thousands? It's oh five. Yeah. Oh five. Okay. Yeah. Um, so last year, really last year, the first gen of the twin cam. Um, so I did the ninety five inch kit, which the additional displacement isn't that big of a deal. It's nice, you know. Uh, but really, the the power comes from it's a higher compression too. So it puts me from yeah. like eight and a half to one up to like a ten to one. So I'm drawing more air and just everything there. Uh, so I should be pushing somewhere around ninety five horse and one hundred and ten foot pounds out the back end. Yeah, I already got cams. That's pretty respectable other stuff. Yeah, so. that's totally respectable for especially for you know Harley Davidsons that. Uh, already have a pretty good torque feel you know at the at the bottom end that's pretty good yeah it's already yeah very torquey bike uh it's kind of why i fell in love with on you know was the torque like because you know i was never a harley guy and i never thought much of them um and then we ended up renting them when we were out in reno years ago and suddenly i was like we just wanted to rent bikes and ride around lake tahoe and stuff you know and uh it was what was available and uh, I started riding it, and I was like, man, this this thing's all right, you know? Yeah. And I ended up buying this one, like, just to take my honeymoon on, because uh, I had a 07 Triumph Speed Triple at the time. And uh, yeah, I ended up selling the Speed Triple after a while. I was like, this this thing's all right, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, you've got to yeah, – the, the catch of them is you've got to be into tinkering with them a little bit, I think. You yeah. Know? If you're going to buy a little bit older one, they're a little bit higher maintenance vehicles. They aren't really problematic, but – you know, they're they're a little higher maintenance. Um, you know, it's kind of like a Volkswagen Bug. Like they have their audience, but and they definitely can run like a cut cat if you get them dialed in and, and hop them up a little bit. And they definitely, you can't just like set it and forget it. You know, it's not uh, a Honda or anything like that. But yeah, I remember you talking about your Speed Triple. That's right, and how much fun that thing was. And then, yeah, you're you're a my buddy at work was the same way. He had a CB. I think CB 1000 or a CBR 1000 RR uh, six, whatever, maybe he had a six, but uh, it was um, a good time. Yeah. Right. Right. And he went up to like a FZ 09. Then he went to the FJ 09. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to ditch this for like a, a road King or something. No, he got a soft tail slim. That's what it was. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, and ever since then, like every other year he's pulling that Harley guy thing where he's like, he went from a slim to a road King to a road glide and now he's eyeing like the cvo or like the uh the ultras you know how they put it they just put bags and a top box on everything now and they just call it the ultra so he's like sure yeah, right. I'm, I'm eyeing that ultra and i was like man you like i've known you for you know a long time i've worked with them so i've known him for 15 years and i was like you were like i maybe not say anti-harley but you definitely not harley dude for a long time and now that you swallowed that pill man you are deep you know he's already like a road captain for his hog chapter and all and this is just like five years you've gone through five bikes and you're a road captain for your, your hog chapter like it that brand does something to you but i don't know it, it the, must I, I, i've I, actually made it a hobby to take all the the badges and the emblems off the bike yeah um, <laughs> right. i even got it repainted last winter so now the only thing on the bike that says harley is on the speedometer and i can't really do anything about that but like well, every no, other you, badge i've managed to eliminate off it um yeah. 
nothing against it just because you, know, you have the guys that are all tired out, you know, so I. You know, yeah. they have to do the ante of whatever's popular, but there is something about him, man. It's it's I was Mr. Anti Harley, too. And uh, yeah, like once it, like I really put some miles on it, I was like, this thing's all right. Yeah. Well, I've told Wiggins because he was he's H and H. He's Harley and Honda. And mm-hmm. um, I was surprised. We did a show with Nokomoto last week and he he said that he hated India. He's always hated Indians. I've always loved Indians, but I'm thinking of classic Indian too, right? I'm not right. thinking of like newer Indian. Um, but I do love the new Indian FTR. I rode the Indian uh, Scout. You know, I can't, I'm too small to ride those brig friggin dark horse, you know, motorhome on wheels type of bikes. Yeah. But uh, I rode the Scouts and I rode one that was outfitted for touring. Um and I got to say, that thing was comfortable. It had really good torque. I think I, I, I w- did an unexpected... Um, I had to get around somebody on the test ride that was in a car and I was doing a lane change or something like that or the lanes were merging. And I had to get out of the situation. I really didn't think about shifting down, like dropping a gear like you would like on a sport bike or anything. I think I was yeah. like in fourth or fifth when it happened and I just rolled on and that bottom end torque just took me forward. Right. So I was like, Oh wow, these things, I get it now. Like people, why people like cruisers and I'm not doing a hundred miles an hour that, that literally just got me 10 feet ahead of the car that was going to merge into me. Right. And I, uh, the speedometer, you're only doing seven more miles an hour, 10 more miles an hour, but the, the power, you know, the torque is there. And so I was like, I kind of get it. Um, but the thing is, is I've never been a Harley guy either. I've, and that and that riding that Indian was probably the same as riding a Harley, you know. And so I've never been on the bandwagon. It really surprised me to hear Wiggins say he liked Indian because he's always hated him, you know. But um, but he's always talked about Harleys. He's had Dinas. He's had he races flat tracks, so he's got old Sportsters uh, and sure, the new yeah. XG. You know what I'm saying? So he's got like a good um, understanding of Harley and he worked at Vance and Hines for a long time. So he's seen him inside and out and loved him. And he's always talked about, um, or he always, even when we're shit talking him, he'll, he'll bring up their virtues, you know? And right. so there is something about it. I mean, even, even uh, people that hate him that have ridden him. So yeah, you know, I, I really don't like the brand. Maybe it's the riders. Maybe it's the cosplay with all the gear, but oh, I really can't the, the bad mouth the bikes. The arrogance yeah. is... That that kept me from even like considering one for years because I didn't want to be associated with that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, right. But I do have to say, my friend that got into it so fast, he's like, you know what? Like when I rode my Yamaha, I was just another bike at a thing. He's like, when I'm on with my Hog Group, like we're part of a team. And I was like, yeah, I, I, that them and Ducati have done this thing where if you buy one of our bikes, you're part of this instant family you know like the brotherhood or you know mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're, you're joining a, a little motorcycle mafia and 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 you don't even have to join an mc you're just part of the the club already and i think that that has a big allure um the guy chris mcintyre that founded eagle rider told us he's like you know when i was starting the company the american dream was for people to come over here from like germany and and switzerland and stuff that already had this beautiful scenery and come over here and get the American experience on Harleys, you know? And I was like, yeah, I I guess I get it. You know, I've never owned one. I personally hate them from the bro standpoint, the cosplay standpoint, and the fact that hardly, 
Yeah. And hardly any fucking Harley will wave back to you. Luckily, my Yamaha looks like a sportster. And so when I'm riding toward people, I bet they think, hey, there's a dude on a sporty. And they wave. And when they when I go by and they see the Yamaha on the tank, they're like, oh, fuck. You know, <laughs> like pissed you know, off. It's funny because like, I, I wear a full face and that's just people. You know, the, oh, yeah. the Harley Bros in Ohio don't wear helmets. Um, yeah. It, so just wearing a full face on the on the Harley just excludes you from even them even waving to you. Right. You know? You're already, so yeah, like you're already one like point that in the weeds. Interested kind of, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, LBGT wave, you know, the, the gay wave, not sound harsh or anything, but you know, yeah. I was kind of give that back to him. Like, hi guys. You know, when the, yeah. when the big pack goes past, you know, like, you know, just like, stuff, oh, you know, man, yeah, we need to go take his motorcycle card. Yeah. yeah. Like what just, we're all on motorcycles. Like who cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that always, that, fun too. like, why do we got to be macho? Right. Right. Well, th- this is the crazy thing. I don't want to sound like I'm drinking some Kool-Aid here, but I'm I'm kind of thinking about migrating to uh, bicycles, like electric bikes. And I have to say, when I hit, I went and interviewed the folks at Super 73, and they gave me a tour of their shop, and I was just enamored. Partially because they look like mini bikes, like when I was a kid, what all mm-hmm. my neighborhood had, and partially because they. They're fun like a mini bike. And I, I got to say, you know, if you're in a biking, like mountain biking or like road biking, you're going to be like, oh man, like the geometry's off on the frame and like these things weigh a thousand pounds and like the pedal, you know how you're, I, when I got into mountain biking, my friend was, he got me into it and he was like, oh, listen, man, like your leg stroke has to be X amount of this. You shouldn't extend your <laughs> knee, but he was giving I mean, me all these ratios. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, for maximum efficiency, you need to have, you know, and so, you know, the, you know, the golden ratio that you can't, um, you know, the stroke length and the tube length, the top, oh, two, yeah. all that shit matters. Right. So he was totally getting into me. Oh no, man, you, you got the wrong size frame. So for him, it'd be agony to ride one of these things because the pedals, the cranks aren't very long. So you just kind of have a short little fast pedal, except yeah. for the fact that they freaking go 40 miles an hour. So I was I, joking a, around that you could actually ride them here on the freeway in LA and be going faster than traffic come, you know, between three 30 and seven 30 in the afternoon. And it's totally true. And, uh, they're fun and, and you can, Here's the other thing about them. You can do what you did, ride them downtown with no helmet on in the middle of a pandemic, and you're just out getting exercise, right? Nobody's going to harsh your gig for riding a bicycle through the middle of town, especially if you do wheelies. But, like, you, you can't do that on a motorcycle. So I was like, oh, my God. And your kids can ride them without having to get a license, and you don't have to insure them. So I, Right. So all of these things started adding up in my brain. And I was like, is it really worth? They're like three grand. They're about as much as a Grom. But I don't have to register it. I don't even have to have a license to ride it. My, so therefore, they can't suspend my license if I'm doing some stupid shit through town. But chances are cops aren't going to stop you for doing a wheelie on a bicycle you know, through the uh, city park anyway. They see you doing yeah, that no, on no, a motorcycle, you're busted. Yeah, yeah. You know, I but mean, you do I that know on- people will, will scoff at it, and I'm kind of in the, the mountain biking BMX world, too. And, like, when these electric assist bikes first came out, the electric assist, electric assist mountain bikes, everybody scoffed at them. But you know what? If you oh, go, yeah. like, into PA where they're doing downhill and some uphill climbs and stuff, you'll see guys there on them, you know. Yeah. You know, so Troy you Lee actually. Go buy it, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, and they're so fun that you're, and my kid can do it legally. I can't throw my kid, even if my kid could ride my motorcycle, 
uh, she's 10 years old. Like I, <laughs> that, that's the child in danger. That's jail time for me. Right. So, <laughs> but they're on a bicycle. So I really have like turned the, uh, started turning the corner on this thing. And, um, you know, they call themselves a motorbike company and they're the guy that rides for them is actually a ranked, um, supermoto. Uh, he races the Amer- with America supermoto and he's like a ranked competitor. So I was like, and he's their stunt man slash, uh, test expert. He gets to destroy these things to see if they can hold up to the punishment for which they claim. And surprisingly they do pretty well. And so it's like motorcyclists love these things. And to the, to your, um, your mountain bike thing, Troy Lee actually started a race out here in the desert, I think, because he was on one of those pedal assist bikes when after he was rehabbing a shoulder accident that he got riding his uh, dirt bike. And Mm -hmm. when he got into the rehab and he was getting back on two wheels and just trying to get mobility back, he's like, oh, these things are great. You don't have to freaking pedal. I can be fat and still do it. And so he actually started an off-road race that he knew mountain bike people wouldn't except and he couldn't submit it to the whatever mountain bike association um so he just made it his own and he's like yeah you just come out and we just do fun through the desert you know it makes climbing hills fun it makes riding two wheels fun which will bring people to motorcycling eventually you know and so that's yeah so i'm i'm kind of hardcore thinking about pulling the trigger on one of these things um just because i know my kid she loves it too. And my other kid, he, he's the stunt man. So we'll give him the, the regular bicycle to like crash in our footage so we don't have to wreck our nice, <laughs> nice electric bike. But also, it slows yeah, him like, down a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid to, you know, Whiskey Throttle is all I should just name him that now because he's just, he's a <laughs> nut. But, um, but yeah, like it's, it's one of these total fun things, which, uh, to kind of circle back to the, why do people love certain things and why, and you know, why do we like riding and all that stuff? It's like, I'm get I, I, there's not a motorcycle brand in the world. Like there's not a two wheeled vehicle in the world that I wouldn't love to ride, especially right now, you know? So Absolutely. I don't know. It's, it's either that a motorcycle I didn't like. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, I have, but I won't say that because everybody should just, you know, it wasn't for me, <laughs> but somebody Ooh, loves it. I've just ridden ones that I like more than others, but there's never there been one go. where I was like, oh, I would rather drive my car than ride this thing. No. Right. No, it's, yeah. It's still awesome. Yeah. I know. I can, I can badmouth motorcycles, but absolutely, even driving the worst motorcycle I've ever ridden is uh, better than driving a car. So just yeah. riding, yeah, riding in general. I have ridden some terrible bikes, though, I do have to say. Uh, but the part of the thrill was that you, you felt like you were going to die. <laughs> and I can't <laughs> think of anything more thrilling than that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, good times. Um, but, yeah, I need, to, I need to take advantage of this time and throw, you know, I, did you, had you ordered your kit a while ago because... I could tell you that I don't think parts for motorcycles are going to be coming right now. And, and I don't know how much hop-up kits are essential business right now. But if you've got it laying around in the shop, man, that's a perfect time to do it. I mean, I, I know some people at Supertrap. Um, and because uh, they, you know, kind of, you know, give me some product to endorse and stuff. Uh, and they, they make a great product. And I know they're kind of on hold now as far as manufacturing goes. Like their customer service is still open, but... Um, they're, they just kind of slowed down a little bit. So they're just kind of relying off stock at the moment. And I would, I would imagine a lot of them are like that. Um, yeah. 
I mean, with the I unknown, just, I, I think a lot of people are probably going to, you know, be holding their breath on those big purchases. Like, yeah, had I not already had a lot of that stuff purchased, like I, I wouldn't be buying it right now. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be spreading fear or anything just to, you know, to, to say where I think a lot of the market is. But the flip side is like as soon as, you know, a lot of people get green light to go back to work, man, I imagine it's, you know, imagine it's going to, you know, hopefully just take right off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, when this thing happened and I was thinking about all the people that have um, motorcycle payments due and especially if you have a freaking like CVO bagger or one of those BMW baggers like that are, you know, just over, you know, and getting into the three, uh, you know, $30,000 uh, mark, you know, yeah. um, just like that's it's got to be a scary time right now. I was looking actually looking at my investment account thinking about. Uh, our Patreons right now that support us, or our patrons on um, Patreon, and thinking, man, I could, uh, I could go and maybe discount that or something. But at the same time, it's not like we have a bunch of people giving me fifty dollars a month, or I would, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, people are giving like five or ten bucks. I'm pretty sure they're still okay with that right now. And if they're not, they'll let me know. And, um, but the bigger things, like when you have two hundred bucks coming up for your money. <laughs> You know what, your motorcycle sure, payment yeah. or three hundred bucks. I yeah, I was thinking about well, just how Brian how. In, oh, sorry, going. No, no, no. You go for it. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Brian Skidmark, since he closed the garage, uh, tentative, you know, temporarily for this, uh, he basically suspended everyone's membership. So wherever it, wherever you were at the cutoff date, it will just pick that up. So if you had just got a month, like when we're green lighted to all go back to our lives, like your your month will continue for then. Um, but you know, he still has rent to pay in the meantime. And, um, I know he put a right, thing up right. on social media that, you know, you can either make like a Patreon donation or he's selling gift certificates for month memberships, or you can just buy t-shirts from him. Um, yeah. just to kind of help keep the doors, you know, figuratively open, uh, and to keep things afloat during this time, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have a, a real job. So I just, everything just gets put <laughs> on the back burner, you know? Right. Right. And that's another thing I was wondering is, I mean, technically it's only been here. Uh, has it, I don't, th- I don't know if it's been a month. I, it's been three weeks. Maybe it has been a three month weeks here. So yeah. And so I'm just wondering how businesses didn't have enough to hold for three weeks. You know, I mean, I guess if you're doing a remodel for three weeks, you have a business loan to cover your remodel and you use that to cover part of it, you know, but on the other hand, it, like, it's almost like taking a, three week or four week vacation. And uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. I remember nine 11 and I remember just the airlines being shut down for a week was almost like catastrophic because deliveries of goods depended on the airlines at the time. And uh, obviously all the jobs that people, you know, just an airport in general, and then just ripple out from that. So this, it really is crazy, but it's so funny that it's like three weeks. I didn't think this much pandemonium could happen in three you know, maybe going on five or six weeks ahead, like what's it really going to look like? You know, it is like you're saying, I don't want to spread fear either. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like an extended spring break <laughs> or a vacation. But I just it, it's hard to fathom that, you know, some places were already paycheck to paycheck, I guess. And now they're sure they're going to be a month behind. Can't we just put like everything on hold, the Federal Reserve, everything just on hold for a month? Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Do it. Do well, it. I know that's, He's, that's been the big debate about, you know, banks forgiving. And then, you know, so landlords can forgive rent and, and everything with that. I mean, but I haven't 
I, I can't speak on what's in the end. I, I, you know, I, I'm a fix it guy. I don't, I'm not an economist, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I don't know what will work and what won't work. And, you know, with stuff right. like that. I, yeah, I don't, I don't have the proper modeling. I do know that in ancient times, like every four or five years, there was this, uh, mar- like, you know, the obviously inflation was a thing even as since money's been invented. And there was this thing called Jubilee where everything was forgiven um, at the end of like the fifth year or something. So every five years you got a new slate. And it's kind of like where I think they got the concept of bankruptcy from, um, filing for bankruptcy. You don't hmm. literally lose everything, but you get your debts forgiven, right? Depending on what type of bankruptcy you file. And so I think like, you know, everyone's feeling this. So they should just put the, the, the stopwatch on hold. We'll sit here for, you know, a month or two and then click start it again when things are kind of coming back to normal. I think that'd be an awesome concept, but I, I realize this is some weird, <laughs> weird fantasy. Hey, and listen, it, it might not be easy to do, but there's people that we pay good money that should be able to figure out. And in the meantime, no tickets for riding motorcycles, doing wheelies through your park. You're uh, <laughs> in the middle of town. I think the last part's amazing, especially the no tickets. Or like, you just don't give me a ticket unless I'm doing something like really bad. Like 80 and a 25, yeah. I deserve a ticket. You know, yeah. 80 and yeah. a 60, you can let me go. Nobody's on the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we that should make up a, one of those stupid rhymes for that. Yeah, like 80 in the park, you're, you're going to see the dark. A, 80 in a 60, yeah, you're you're looking nifty. I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah, I like out. that. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to bounce <laughs> off some cops. I doubt they'll work. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be, <laughs> you know, if you can get a laugh out of them, they're more likely to let you go. Yeah. There you go, right. It's all, I, mean, I have to it, give BJs it, every time I get stopped around here, so it's not funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, the, the upside is, you know, in the way for the motorcycle industry or the way for people like myself and Brian at Skidmark and, and you know, all that, like, it inspires people to get out there and wrench on your stuff. I see a lot of, you know, on social media guys talking about like, hey, can somebody look at this on my bike or that? And, uh, you know, the unanimous answer is pretty much no. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, I'm not touching your bike. Um, I'm not coming near you. But, um you know, but I had one of my former students just message me, uh, this woman who, Sherry, who just, you know, taking a couple classes, said she was going to pull her carbs apart. And I told her just good luck and, uh, you know, send me pictures uh, if you get stuck with anything. And I can give you all the resources I have, you know, digitally and yeah, uh, along cool. with tech support. So I, I would encourage anybody that's listening, like if there's some, you know, if you really need to clean your carbs or to finally get a good sink in on them or you want to finally learn how to, you know, really fine tune a line of chain or something, fork seals. Now's the time to do it, you know, because a lot of that stuff is still going to be in stock and, you know, you, you have time for, you know, to dig into things and, you know. Yeah. So that, it's yeah. all about saving money doing it yourself too. So, you know, it's right. really all around and hopefully it helps the industry maybe in some abstract way then. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine that, you know, the amount of people I imagine that will be cartwheeling over each other, there's going to be a lot of bike repair. And and the bikes that are sitting right now, people that don't winterize their bikes because they're here in SoCal or Arizona or wherever, they're just sitting now. And so there may be some maintenance, you know, pe- maintenance uh, and service shops might be full after this. Yeah, who knows? It, I think there will be some weird trickle-down pluses here and some minuses there. I'm definitely looking forward to the, see how racing uh, figures this out, you know, 
Yeah, and definitely the weather too. Like it's coming down right now. <laughs> I could I could hear it starting again. I, I swear this is it's not only bad to be trapped at home, but then inside. Like this is uh <laughs> this is not California, man. <laughs> Around here so, it's usually this time of year, it's either warm and rainy or sunny and cold. So, you know. Right, yeah, uh, right, it's, right. It's doing a little bit of a little bit of kind of warm and you know, kind of rainy right now. So, you know, maybe it'll clear out a little have- bit, you know. Yeah. Well, if it does, are you going to get out and, and allegedly uh, go pick up a prescription, perhaps? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to use my motorcycle as the most efficient form of pandemic transportation and uh, yeah. possibly go out and pick up prescriptions and other vital first aid equipment, um, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, right. As soon as the weather breaks, because like, I just threw some new jets in it uh, yesterday, uh, kind of fiddling with that from the big bores. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get out and ride. And my wife's been trying to get out too when she can. And, you know, yeah. we're, we're jonesing to do trips and, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I can I can imagine that another side effect will be uh, tons of free, well, next to empty and, and, and low cost hotel and um, like Airbnb space. And nobody's going to want to stay anywhere after this, right? <laughs> so you might get rates for cheap, be, uh, be able to stay overnight someplace for real cheap get gas yeah, for cheap I mean, now would be a time to make reservations if you want to make that gamble you know yeah yeah and then cross your fingers um yeah man you've inspired me actually i, I can't wait I, my wife's gonna kill me but uh i i kind of want to stick around and and go hang out in the garage sneak out there maybe with a cup of coffee and a couple good uh motorcycle manuals in my hand and, and get to work and start messing around on the stuff that i thought i'd have time for you can always start teaching your kids, you know, stuff too. Right. Wink, wink. I know what you <laughs> <laughs> You mean give them a, a tablet or the computer and go do what I want to do, right? Yeah, just give them a socket <laughs> wrench. Just here, spin this around. It makes noise. Yeah. Go um, learn how to change the oil on dad's car. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, yeah, man, we're heading. Could you believe it? We've already been yakking for an hour. Oh, wow. I was not yeah. realized that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Time, I don't know. Does time speed up or slow down when you're in quarantine? <laughs> uh, it definitely slows down. Unless you're trying to get yeah. something accomplished in a time frame. Then you are yeah. then you have those weird time warps where you're like, how is it 4 p.m.? Oh, because I slept <laughs> till noon. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's a new thing as well. <laughs> so I definitely love not waking up at 5 every single morning. Um, you know, like it's it's been a nice change. I, I, I almost... I'm not wishing this to stick around longer, but it it, it is nice for the time being um, until next school year, at least. So, um, yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you loose unless you get back to working on your bike. You've definitely inspired me to work on mine, but I'm looking forward to these videos. Um, when are you going to be putting them out? Do you think, uh, I put up a few, uh, put up a few yesterday and I basically should have one coming out a week, every week for a few weeks. And some of them was going to be like the big bore install, I got another one that I got to shoot today or tomorrow uh, for how to get boot off an exhaust pipe, you know, melted boot shoe sole. Oh, oh, gotcha, Um, gotcha. I have that on one of my bikes. uh, Yeah, it's that's a uh, that's everyone seems to have that problem, and uh, lots of other little, hopefully, some maintenance stuff here and there, and um, you know, just a bunch of little simple things, you know, the the pre ride inspections, you know, spring inspections and stuff. So. I'll go make a bunch of terrible like what not to do so that they can 
be inspired to go to over to your channel and see like what you probably should be doing. How's that? Hey, that's the best way to learn, man. You get some like Tim Allen-ness going on there and break stuff. You might get tons of <laughs> right. followers. Right. I definitely will tune into the boot one because I haven't cared for the longest time. But now that you think about it and now that I just sit and look at the bikes, I notice every flaw, right? So I may sure. go over there and try to get that 10-year baked on boot the mark right off of there. Um, and in the meantime, yeah, uh, is it going to be, is it Noble Moto on um, YouTube, right? Yes. And that's K N O B L E. K N O B L E M O T O. Yeah. And speaking of the bike, yeah, I just had my bike painted by a Chelsea Motorworks over the winter. And um, uh, the sheet metal looks amazing. And now the rest of the bike looks like crap compared to it. <laughs> right. Now but you got to, you got months to prepare or uh, go ahead and, and uh, you know, spend the rest, the rest of, of your quarantine, quarantine cleaning it up. Yeah, I have the, it's the greatest trick for getting boot off. Just cold oven cleaner, spray it on there, make sure it doesn't get on anything else. On um, yeah, and um, wait five five ten minutes and have a garden hose. It'll pretty much just hose right off. As will your skin if you get it. Yes, as will your skin. I mean, it's serious <laughs> stuff. Like, don't get it on anything rubber or anything that's not metal. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but man, it'll take boot right off an exhaust. It's amazing. I never thought. You know, you would think that like. Uh, a uh, material made for cleaning the inside of a metal oven would you, people would go to that first, but no, I didn't. Ever since the first so time brilliant. I did this, I'm now reluctant to use the stuff inside an oven because <laughs> I'm like, man, <laughs> what's, what's in that stuff? Like, should that be around my food? Right. The next time you open your oven and you can see into the basement because it's eaten all the way through the bottom, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And um, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention Skidmark. So go check out Skidmark Garage on all the socials. I think they also have a YouTube channel. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a YouTube channel. There's Instagram, Facebook, you know. Uh, same with Noble Moto. There's a website, Facebook, Instagram. I even got bored and got on TikTok. Um, nice. You, you probably won't yeah. learn much there. It's just mostly videos of me being an idiot. But You've been uh, doing those dance uh, challenges? No dance challenges. I've blown some stuff up. And uh, have some old <laughs> videos to put on there, and uh, just other general silliness, and you know, making fun of the Tiger King, you know. Yeah. Like oh that. yeah. So. Go watch the Tiger King. Everybody's already yes, watching. Everyone that. needs to see the Tiger King. It's like carnies at Walmart with tigers. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's another thing I think is like part of our American social psyche. I've seen. I haven't seen anybody that's not watching that. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you loose, but it's been fascinating talking to you again. Keep up the good work. Um, do send us your TikTok videos of you doing a 12 o'clocker through, uh, the downtown city park there. Hopefully right, no cops around. And yeah, man, we, uh, I love talking to you. We'll catch up in a few. We'll try it like in a few weeks to see if this thing's cleared out yet. And if not, I'm sure we'll have plenty more of no writing to talk about <laughs> sounds so. good man i look forward to it thanks for having right, me on Steve. no problem talk to you later yeah that's steve noble what a charming fella likes motorcycles has a good recipe for boot remover i would have never guessed and actually Spamala has some boot. The very first boots I ever got when I was uh, shredding her around uh, left marks on there. Never have come off. I think they were my uh, motocross boots, actually. Left some uh, left some marks on there. And so I'm going to try this uh, easy off thing. I also might try it to 
get this plaque and tartar off my teeth. What do you know? Um, so yeah, now let's jump into an interview from another great motorcycle enthusiast, uh, great friend of the show. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. All right, let's hop into it and I'll give you some sweet music to dance to while we get to it. We have another guest from um, the, the Midwest, a guest from the Midwest. I'm not going to make some theme music for that one. That's too easy to let go. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. man, we have an old friend returning, and uh, I haven't spoke to you in a while, man, but we got No Nitrous Chris. We have Turbo Chris <laughs> set up yeah. with us tonight <laughs> from um, coronavirus-free Wisconsin. How you doing? Good. Doing good. So far, uh, so far virus free. Yeah. No Rona, baby. I know (laughs) nothing here. I feel bad because the weekend that it went, that it was all going down, um, a bunch of SoCal boys were partying with the, in Milwaukee for mama tried. And guess what? I think, I think they they brought the Rona. Um, (laughs) Hey man. So, so I, we, we've been chatting a little bit off air. I'm going to tell you it's horrible. We, you and I joked a couple weeks ago that we had traded, seasons and mm-hmm. i am i am not kidding you when i tell you i almost called you tonight or texted you to tell you that it's too loud to podcast the rain has been coming down in sheets all day long we've had a we've had a couple periods of um dry weather but it's normally like uh 80s by now and the only time <laughs> it was sunny today it maybe got up to the 50s and you're like 50 that's summertime so i really feel like we <laughs> we've swapped positions you know like but hasn't it hasn't it been raining for like two or three weeks straight there uh it has and you know what there when it wasn't raining a couple weeks ago it got up into the 80s and i thought oh here it is you know sometimes we'll get like we will get like a spring shower now and then it's not we've been in such a drought for like the last like two decades that there was a couple wet years that were really off. And so, but the last, last year and this year, both have been really wet, um, right around this time of year, which is normally when it's kind of heating up for us. And, um, instead of being in like the eighties and, and, you know, high eighties, low, high seventies, like it usually is, we we're just pelted. We, it's been wet. I don't think I've run my sprinklers for two weeks and huh. I, I, I can guarantee that's the longest in 10 years that I haven't run sprinklers. You know what I'm saying? It's been yeah, really, really wet, which is so weird because whenever I talk to you, you'll be riding and it'll be nice. And then all, <laughs> all of a sudden it's wet, you know, it's rain. You all, you guys are used to having rain even in the middle of summer. So it's just, it's really yeah. weird for, for here. And, it's, and I, I kind of, I'm feeling you, you've been, you've been inside for the, the winter, right? And now, yeah. so oh, yeah. so have we with this stupid fucking virus. So it's like, oh. <laughs> it's, it sucks. Like, well, we like we get like such huge swings is what sucks here. Is like, 
it'll be like, I feel like it's been 42 degrees for the past six months. Because <laughs> right. winter, like winter wasn't terrible. Like it, it got cold for a little while, but we had like minimal days, like below zero even. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, it's been this like same temperature, same overcast and cloudy just forever. And then we, it was what, 74 degrees yesterday. Oh, and like 66 today. So yeah. it's warmer there than it is here. Like, yeah. In March, what, or well, April, I guess. So what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it went <laughs> from, hell? it was, <laughs> it was 66 while I was at work and now it's already down to 45 and then it's supposed to be down into the low forties the rest of the weekend and they're calling for flurries and rain Saturday. That is so, that's weird. That's weird. So it's like you don't, you don't know how to, you don't know what to get excited for or get happy about because like get your hopes up and then, you know, get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. I mean, last year at this time, you guys were like, hey, look, it's not snowing. And then all of a sudden, bomb cyclone, you know? Like, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And here it's been, I mean, we did have a pretty good wet, like three weeks right around this time last year. It was either like mid-March or the end of March going into April. And then it was back to normal, you know? And so for, yeah. for it to come this late, it's getting weirder and weirder, you know? I used to, uh, the, the last time it was like this bad, that I can remember was like in 90, the, the mid nineties, like 93. Cause that's when I started snowboarding. And I just remember that year was at El Nino and it was so great. And that's the last time it was great yeah. to actually hit the snow in California, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that would kill, I'd kill for just three days in a row with sunshine. It doesn't even have to be warm, just some sunshine. would be nice. <laughs> Right. Well, Southern California right now probably would too. And you know what's even worse is that we're (laughs) we're stuck inside, you know, like we're on these weird, they went, they've been increasing the lockdowns and um, Mm. my wife is a teacher and and, and an awesome example of what to do in the community, right? And so mm-hmm. she is pretty obeys the laws pretty good. Where I would kind of tempt fate and maybe go out and try to do a ride, or you know maybe ride, yeah. inappropriately ride my bike for groceries, something like that. Right. Where she's just like, no. They even said like, don't go out to buy groceries this week. So she freaked out and went into hermit mode. And so to top off that, we got this rain where we can't even go out into the backyard for fresh air. We're like literally stuck inside staring at each other. I feel like we look like Ren and Stimpy in, in those, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like those, when they would draw Ren and Stimpy after like being inside yep. for like five weeks. Yeah, I, that's what we're just, we're just, even my wife has stubble at this point. We're just staring at each other with bloodshot <laughs> eyes. Yeah, it's it's getting getting to that point, man. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that I like really a whole, not a whole lot has changed for me as far as like, I'm still going to work. Work is still cranking busy. Uh, and after work, I only have three, four hours of my day to do anything anyway. So it's not like I'm out running the errands and stuff every night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, other than you just got home. You said, is that, I mean, it's a uh, freaking 10 o'clock right now where you are or even yeah, later. I like, actually, I came home from work. I, got something to eat quick and then I was out at my shop working on the bike for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw too that you've been oh. it looks like you've been getting some runs or at least getting a track to yourself. Did you is this like a pirate sort of thing where you go in and you shanghai the track? Uh well, yeah, uh sorta, I guess. So <laughs> there's uh it was sort of a last minute thing that uh the track owners at our local strip here, they basically picked apart 
the governor's order, this uh, safer at home order, it's like 16 pages. I read through it too. And it's like, it's so vague. There's so many loopholes in it. Like you don't really know what, to, what to follow. Like, what does it mean? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. So the track owners here, because they normally would have been up and running for, you know, almost a month now of at least street, not necessarily races, but having like, um, just open for street cars and regular cars to go make runs. And that's money coming in, but they found a loophole and he has a lawyer kind of working on this to kind of guide him along. And in the, the order that the governor wrote out, it says that a facility is allowed to maintain equipment, maintain property and test equipment to keep from, uh, I forget how it's worded, but to keep from like, uh, value depreciation. Right. So the owner's like, well, we need to maintain the track surface and we need to test the timing equipment. Yeah. Because, well, so you know, they, sitting around, who knows uh, if that stuff will go out of calibration or just, right. I, I don't know what the word for when, when mechanical things do it, but like muscles atrophy, your stuff can literally go bad just sitting there, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's a good, because all the, yeah. All of the optics, all the optics and stuff are all exposed to the elements. And then, the, tra- uh, the track surface itself, like a drag strip, it's like it's like a lawn. There, there is like maintenance; it has to be maintained in a certain, you know, quality of we'll just say rubber that gets put down. Just it has to stay a certain way, or eventually it does go away. Like the the, the surface can deteriorate. Right. Well, so, yeah, and and that rubber is going to break down, um, or you know, who, I don't know what rain does to it, but definitely, I'm sure sun, and then snow, sitting there with snow, yeah. all that, all that exposure to the elements, with no mm-hmm. new stuff being laid down, has definitely got to do something to it. So, um, yeah, so you got to be part of that testing uh, procedures or what? Yeah, so they they decided to start with just a small amount of people, and you know, in the track in case, you know authorities did show up and wanted to question what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, so everybody was supposed to, you know, stay your distance. There was only maybe seven cars on the whole property and maybe 15 people. Right. So, well, and it was like a three hour deal. Yeah. That sounds perfectly within guidelines to me. You're not promoting an event. You're not, even though there are more than maybe, 10 people there because I don't know what it is there but in California they're like you know they were like nobody no more than 10 and then they quit it to zero like no no even private gatherings like don't do it yeah it's like a it's like a a number per square footage or something okay so yeah so it sounds like as with that property taking the account into account the square footage of that whole property you guys were doing it right (laughs) yeah and that's that's what he said is it was a kind of a the whole day it was kind of a you know, dabbing their feet in the water to see what they're going to get away with. And uh, they were going to try to do this Saturday another, like, sort of test event. Because uh-huh. they're not charging it. They're not charging anybody to get in, so it's not like they're promoting something. There you go. And that also kind of shows the in, the intent to for it to be a maintenance um, sort mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, given the fact that, a lot of trails. I know I, I'm pretty sure that I've heard 
this is in California, but I'm pretty sure I've heard it everywhere else too, that they kind of started shutting down the parks. People were, they were telling everybody to get out and get exercise, but then so many people were showing up at uh, hiking trails that it wasn't, you weren't able to do the social distancing thing. So they started shutting stuff down. And so this is kind of, I mean, where, where's left to go, especially, um, I posed this question, I think on last week's show, excuse me, if you have kids or something, uh, where, you know, what are they doing right now? What, where, what are you doing to keep your kids? Um, right. Especially if, if you're trapped inside and you have crappy weather, like <laughs> what the, your kids have got to be going stir crazy if they're used to going, uh, going out. I know our, our, our neighbor, for instance, um, mm-hmm. they have been going to the local, um, there's a few deserts, you know, out, of course, Southern California pretty much is all desert, but once you yeah. get out past the, the mountains here, it's open. And I don't think there's a lot of people going out there. And it's not a national park, so it's not like uh, – it's like BLM land. So it's always open, you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they're going out there in their trailer, and there's not a whole lot of people out there right now. So it, it, it is the ultimate social distancing. They're going out. They're, they're taking their um, side-by-side out and kind of staying out there as a way to get away from town and get away from people, yeah. but also – have a little bit of fun, you know? And so it's like, what, what the hell? I, I don't, this sounds perfect for you, uh, to get out there, especially when you would have already tried to been out to test as well. When it's not raining, I know you're yeah. always making hay when it's not, <laughs> when it's not raining. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so and the, the thing too, is like with the, with the racetrack is like, even, even on a busy day, I can go down there and not get within 20 feet of somebody. Oh, right. Right. I mean, I mean, I'll be at my trailer working on the bike. I go from there, I gear up, ride the bike to the lanes, sit in staging lanes, not really, you know, not within arm's reach of anybody even, then make my pass and go back. Like I can, I can spend the whole day at the track and interact with three people. Yeah, that's nice. I, and that's when it's, um, you know, middle of, middle of the season, right? I mean, this is, uh, yeah. this is just how you operate. You're a lone wolf. You truly are the, the Pee Wee Herman of racing. You're a loner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for the Pee Wee Herman reference. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to, if you, if you put up a video of you dancing do that tequila dance, uh, I will send you $10. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking for ideas. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and by the way, you've been, you, you mentioned you've been at the shop all day. You've been working on your bike a lot. You've been posting up, um, I don't even know if you know, knew this. The TPS Fab uh, sponsored one of our uh, episodes earlier this year, and uh, that happens to be your video production company. You're making a lot of good <laughs> stuff, and I gotta say it's pretty entertaining. Who knew that Chris Singsheim, multi uh, and if, and this is Chris Singsheim by the way. I, I know we introduced you as as No Nitrous Chris at the beginning, but yeah, this is this is our buddy from uh, Wisconsin that we've you've been on the show. We've we've literally been with you as you transitioned over the uh-huh. years from Nitrous Chris to No Nitrous Chris, and yeah. now you're taking on. I remember taking on. Uh, fuel mapping projects and you had to learn all that crap and now you're doing video yeah. production and editing and it's pretty damn entertaining and funny and it's like you're you you figure out how to <laughs> how to do stuff you know what i mean like whatever it is yeah. you just put your mind to it and uh figure it out and that's kind of what your tps and tps fab stands for right it's uh time patience and uh no did i get that wrong time yeah, patience you got it so far and skill sacrifice 
Sex? Oh, sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no, there, unfortunately, no sex. <laughs> Which is where the sacrifice comes in. That's right, right. Yeah, so time, patience, and sacrifice. And man, you put a lot of it in uh, just to get your bike dialed in. And then it was rad seeing these videos. They're pretty funny. I like them. And, uh, yeah, I thought it'd just be fun to bike. Cause a lot of it is like, I'm literally like figuring stuff out, like as I go, you know, right. Figure maybe that's motivation for somebody else to just jump in and do it. Yeah. Well, you know, during this time, especially I've seen a lot of people, I don't know if it's like an Instagram thing, but I've seen a lot of people putting, doing more videos of stuff and, and posting yeah. it there of them being bored out of their gourd. They have some sort of side knowledge, so they're going to go ahead and make a little video and share it. And uh, yeah, more people yeah. are getting into that these days. You're you're doing it properly with the YouTube channel and and a few different video uh, angles, which I which I really like. But yeah, everybody's kind of. I think this is a good time for, you know, what the hell else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's so. just it's fun too because like for me, um, I work on my stuff like all the time, but to know that I'm going to make a video out of it. It's almost like a little extra motivation. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I'll get like a, I get an idea for, I want to try to film it like this. And I'm going to add this and do this segment like that. And it just adds another little something to the, the general work. Right. Well, and you know, all these years doing the podcast and everybody's always asked like, you know, from fans and listeners to, do we even have fans? I know we have listeners. I don't know if we have fans. That's pushing it. But from, yeah, just fans. So from fans, listeners, and even, uh, some of the people that have been on, um, what about the video component? What's the video? And I said, listen, dude, you, it already takes a little bit of time and patience and sacrifice to do the audio component Mm -hmm. To add a video to that shit, like I'm the only one doing anything, you know, doing all the shit around here. So to add a video yeah. component to it is next level. You know what I'm saying? Like we, sure. if we're going to do that, we need somebody that's going to do it. So even after I saw your videos, I got inspired. Um, I've been doing little projects here and there as time allows. Um, and I, you know, me, I go ham. I go hard as a motherfucker in the beginning and then I taper yep. off and it's like, you know, other shit eventually catches up to me and I may never see it again. So I, I've got a really good video of me starting to do a fiberglass project. <laughs> and then six, cool. <laughs> six other things have popped up. And so I know I'm going to get back to the conclusion of the fiberglass project where I put everything all together. But shit, I don't know when that's going to be now. But sure. I was inspired by your videos. And I thought, man, if SingSime can do this, especially with the – you were using those little video cameras that I got for Christmas that are like really shitty GoPro ripoffs, right? And yep. uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at it going, that quality actually isn't that bad. You know, like it's yeah, pretty good. Like a, what, $45 camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking some good. Of it, some, of it I, some of it I use the phone for, but um, just out of convenience, I like go out to the garage and I won't have nothing with me, but the phone works pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, when the it's so funny because when the iPhone like 5 first came out, we're talking years ago, right? Like almost 10 years yeah. ago. Um they were they filmed a whole movie on an iPhone just to show the quality of it, and now that and we're at the ten and ten plus and all that BS, and it's like th- the cameras and all that great stuff and the effects that come on a stinking phone is more than movie cameras used to have back in the day. So yeah, using your phone is a legitimate. Right. Uh, they filmed a whole movie using an iPhone years ago, <laughs> so it's for videos like that, it's totally possible. And, um, I've been uh, 
I've been filming stuff at work too now, just because hey, I have my phone in my pocket listening to podcast all day. Yeah. But, uh, I'll, I'll be doing something. I'll be like, you know, I, somebody might actually get a kick out of what I'm doing right here. Like, yeah. To, to, to see how certain things are done. Cause we do some stuff that's pretty crazy. Like, I don't think people really know happens. Yeah. And to me, to me, it's every day. So I started trying to film like kind of some cool stuff at work and, that's right. been pretty fun. Well, there was that one where you were lowering the, it looked like there was a hydraulic lift or something that had seized, or maybe you were just using the post to support this bed on like a dump trailer. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't drive a dump truck. I don't repair dump trailers, but it was interesting <laughs> to look at. I, when I used to work at a shop, we would use our forklift similar to you in some very creative ways to get yeah. it repaired. <laughs> From, was you that know, the one where I was like doing my yoga kick to get the <laughs> fork truck control? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember those days. You know, shit. We I, we lifted some dirt bikes. Uh, my old boss had um, had dirt, just a shit ton of uh, Montesas and Boltacos and stuff like that. Old trials bikes, and he had about like. I want to say like 20 or 30 of them. And we put them in storage at the shop above the parts department, our little parts department area. Um, yeah. And that was, that was a, that was basically a, a, um, a ballerina, a ballet with the forklift. Other times yeah. we were hiding people's shit. I remember the dirt bike, my very first dirt bike. Uh, I didn't get till I was in my twenties when I worked at this shop and uh, yeah, we put that thing up on the forklift and put it as high as we could. Oh, we almost got on top of the fucking two-story building. You know, our, our shop is, was huge. <laughs> so we had this thing like 30 feet up in the air dangling. You know, it was pretty funny. We were hiding it from the guy that I bought it off of. So it was his bike at the time. And I was like, oh, dude, we're going to hide this. He, he came out looking for it. He didn't think to look at the fucking jacked up forklift. So yeah, we did some funny shit from pranks to incredible, you know, uh, moving of supplies around. You never know what you're going to catch, but it's just, it, it is interesting. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch somebody use, uh, especially you by yourself doing all that stuff. Um, yeah. You have to, you know, you don't have five guys to help you lift that. By the way, man, are you the only, I only ever see you, are you the only one there right now doing all that shit by yourself? Uh, well, there's, there's me and two other guys that work in the shop, but everybody has their own job. Gotcha. So we don't, we, we don't really double team stuff. Gotcha. So I'll, you know, when I do uh, a wreck or a, a trailer, like I'm on now, uh, that one wreck will take me three, three and a half weeks to do. Yeah. So, and it's I, all, is it always you, a hold my beer while you do your yoga and hope that you don't slip on the controls and start backing up the forklift? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've done some stuff that probably shouldn't be filmed. <laughs> but but I don't I, I don't I don't mean to say that and like I'm being like unsafe or putting myself at risk, but I definitely because I do ninety nine percent of everything on those things like by myself. Yeah. So I've got a lot of different ways that I rig things up and do things and oh, yeah. the amount of the amount of chains and things hanging around, you'd be be impressed. Right. Well, and and in India they give you the gold star of like yeah that's how you do it that's how we do it here yeah. what are you talk about that's like you get the, <laughs> right? get the gold star of normalcy 
<laughs> yeah, no, that it's it is pretty fun, and it's fun watching all that stuff uh, that you've been filming. I'm I'm almost more interested in what you haven't been filming. Have Have you had a chance to get out? I don't know what the uh, situation is there. We're 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 actually this week as the weeks have progressed, we got on tighter and tighter lockdown around here. But I know you got a couple of DRs. I just texted mm-hmm. Michelle the other day just to make sure everything's cool up there and see how everybody's doing. My wife is teaching from home, and so I know Michelle's probably teaching from home, and she said, yep, but she was yep. looking forward to taking out the um, the DR for a uh, a rip around town or a rip around the riverbed or something. Uh, yeah. Have you got out to ride and done some riding that you haven't filmed? Alleg- yeah, a little allegedly. bit. Uh, um, we'll say allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> my essential travel. Yes. Uh, I've only been out on my Super Duke for – two rides so far this year just a couple days back that it was nice out yeah um michelle's been riding on and off here and there because she's home teaching you know yeah yeah but she bought she bought a supermoto i don't know if she told you that okay that's what she was talking about i i i thought she was talking about one of your drs but yeah okay she did say supermoto what did she get it's a drz 400 okay so So, yeah yeah and uh i'm actually kind of still looking for another one just because they're fun as hell. I used to have a 05 Supermoto. Yeah, yeah. You know, years ago, but I ended up trading off to get the turbo bike, basically. Right. <laughs> and you got a little fleet of DRs right now, right? Are they the 600s or 400s? 400s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there's, man, people badmouth them, like, they're, you know, the, the tank of the dirt bikes, you know? But, yeah. man, they're just... Rocks out reliable and the parts are dirt freaking cheap and they're everywhere. Like yeah. you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to look too hard to find anything to fix it and fix them. We we just had that conversation on uh Nokomoto last week and we were talking about the like the the everybody you know goes gaga over KTMs and and uh mm-hmm. Triumph Tigers and, and um R twelve hundred GSs, you know, all the BMW ADV bikes, right? And everybody yeah. forgets about the uh the DR well, I guess on um for the bigger ones they call them the V-stroms but basically everybody forgets yep. about Suzuki's offerings from the DR yeah. 200 all the way up to the the V-strom 6 and and 10 yeah. well 1050 it's funny the 10 and the 1050 they're both 1030 cc motors <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah no everybody forgets about Suzuki and the fact that they are um, they're dirt cheap, and when you say nowadays, when you say supermoto, you're usually talking about a DRZ because uh, what's the only other ones that really make them is Huskies, right? I mean, uh, yeah, uh, uh, out of the door one. I, maybe KTM has one that I can't think of, but uh, they did for a little bit, but I don't know if that's a yeah. every year thing, right? So I mean, Husky and uh, the DR is basically the only ones that I could think of. The DRZ four hundred SM literally is right out right yeah. out the factory showroom floor, a, a supermoto. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, and just dirt cheap, and like you said, the parts are everywhere, and they they're one of those bikes that has the uh, a cult following. So there's yeah. just like the Kawasaki KLR or you know the other weird little bikes that just get their their people to just love them to death, and you can get that forum ninja that'll have all yeah. the t- tricks and tips. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's cool, and that's cool that she got one. Is hers newer or older? Uh, hers is newer, I believe. Uh, it's a 2012. Oh yeah, cool. Still not brand new, but yeah, yeah, but fuel injected and 
and all that great stuff. Uh, still carbureted. Are they? Oh yeah, you know what? That's right. That's the one bike that trips me out because they. Yeah. They still. It's still carbureted. Still carbureted, and still right? Five speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> the one bike that has hasn't changed yet. I, I was surprised. Yeah. You know, they dumped the. They they eventually dumped the KLR because it was also not um, fuel injected until like the last year or something. Maybe it, maybe it was still carbureted yeah. too. But it's like okay, they give up. But the friggin' XR six fifty from Honda, they're gonna. That's one of the ones they're gonna keep until it's mandated that they get rid of it. But yeah, that's right. The DR yeah, right. Was, was carbureted. Um, so yeah, and I know you know you and I secretly talked off air for a couple minutes. But uh, you did have something to share with us regarding riding around up there, and regarding um, I think it's I think it's kind of on the minds of everybody, and at this time of the year right yeah. now, is that um, you know around here I haven't been on a ride in legitimately this is the third week I haven't I, well. I went riding three weekends ago. So for two weekends, I haven't gone riding last weekend because I was trying to be a good boy this weekend because they said, don't do it or we're going to give you a ticket. And hell, uh, this week they said, don't even go outside to a public place without a mask or, uh, you know what I'm saying? They want everybody to have a mask to flatten the curve and all that shit. And, and, uh, because we are just a week behind, um, New York and New York's massive. You know, the amount of cases they had is so massive. So I was like, well, shit, now I can't, they're checking, um, they're checking people to see to, if, if you're a motorcyclist, especially they're checking to see if you're out and, and, uh, what's going on. So, uh, how is it where you guys are? How, how is, how are things there? Is there, is everybody, you know, dogs and cats and masks and, and everybody. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it's all I have, all I can tell you is what I've seen around here. And that's basically how it is. I went grocery shopping the other day and a few weeks ago I would, I felt kind of stupid wearing a little bandana on my face. And this time when I went, I was like, holy shit, like the one guy that didn't have a bit, him and his girlfriend didn't have a bandana and they stuck out. And I was like, oh, you irresponsible. Like <laughs> I, I drank, I drank the Kool-Aid real fast. So right. how, how is it where, where you guys are at? Uh, I'm probably a, a bad person to ask. Like it's only because like I'm, I still go to work every day. I don't see a whole lot of people out other than my, uh, my drive to and from work has gotten a little easier. Like traffic is definitely lighter. Right. But I'm not at the grocery stores every day. I go once a week and it's usually on weird hours and to the local little store. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not out in public a whole lot. I see people driving around like in traffic. I see people wearing masks and stuff, but right. what I, what I see mostly is, people out walking i've never in my life seen this many people (laughs) (laughs) outside doing stuff yeah we went just this past weekend we went to go to because they said the state parks and stuff are open here and that's all oh wow yeah they waived all of the the park admission fees and everything so people can go out to the parks and hike and do whatever you want yeah but we went to one that's sort of like centrally located here to Waukesha mm-hmm. and there was nowhere to park. Oh shit. Yeah. They did that here and so, they closed them because that happened. So many people went out that, that they were closing them at that point. I, I honestly think that's going to be the next step here. So, yeah. um, 
we actually didn't go to that park. Like it was, it was busy people everywhere. So I like to go hiking where there's no one. And yeah. I know of a bunch, I know of a bunch of places that are out of town where you won't run into anybody if you were lost for two days. Right. So we Could, got to go hiking a little bit, but so I don't think it's really set in here. Yeah. I mean, right. And, and, and that's exactly, I mean, up until like last week or two weeks ago, I forget when they, I forget when they closed the, uh, the, the parks and the beaches, people were, it's funny, people were still doing their distancing somewhat, but when you have like 10,000 people doing their, it doesn't look like you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Like the the beaches were flooded with people and although they weren't stacked on top of each other, like they are when it's midsummer, it was still like, Hey guys, there's 10,000 of you. And I just heard some, something that they did on the news the other day where they're talking about the the ocean when the waves break on the ocean i mean when you're at the beach period it's windy it's pretty windy there the the waves kind of create a wind and then there's usually an, an an onshore breeze right and uh they were saying that when the wave breaks you feel that mist you can feel it up to depending on how heavy the wind is you can feel that mist from the waves breaking um, oh, yeah. inland, you know, a quarter of a mile or so. And so they're saying, imagine if someone were sick or sneezing or had these like particulate things, the, the breeze, the waves, just the waves breaking on the, the beach and that mist getting carried in is carrying the germs. Yeah. So they shut down the beaches, you know? And, yeah, they, um, well, I, they shut down the beaches in Milwaukee too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing. Cause they, they closed everything else. So then the, the beach in Milwaukee was like slam packed. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, we, we get two nice days a year, so that's when they were full. <laughs> right. And the fact that there's beaches in Milwaukee cracks me up, but I, but technically there are. The, <laughs> the Great Lakes are basically little oceans, really. I mean, little seas. So uh, it, that's crazy. And then as far as traffic, here it has like, like you know, there's not nobody on the roads, but it is surreal mm-hmm. how few people are on the roads, especially, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, especially early in the mornings. Um, where a lot of people were commuting to work. Now I, I went to the store the other morning and it was like dead. You know, I was like, what? I mm-hmm. couldn't believe how um, you know, I don't know. It's just it for for and we're not even in downtown LA, but we're still we still get a lot of the people that work in LA commute from here. And so that's what we're yeah. seeing. And there's just like nobody. It's it's pretty insane for for you know, the suburbs of LA to be like this with, with this little of traffic. And sure. I, I got to believe that for you, man, you could just go out and do wheelies in the street and nobody's going to see you, you know, like it's just gotta be pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to find a bright spot and all the stuff that's going on, but the light traffic is definitely one. Yeah. Oh, Hey, but, real but, quick. Are you hearing yep. yourself? No, you're not hearing an echo. Okay, good. I didn't. I thought I was. Uh, I thought I had you plugged into the wrong um, input here. I don't. I thought maybe you're hearing yourself. Okay, just no, one. Sounds, sounds good. Okay, great. But yeah, so the traffic and and all that stuff is got to be. Uh, I don't know. It's just got to be uh, a surreal thing. And and uh, yeah. And. You know, I know here people are getting, um, I, I don't know what they're doing, but I've seen a lot more cops lately. And I don't know if it's now that everybody's, sure. everybody's at home, they're like, we're going to go get them for the uh, parking tickets that they owe, or we're going to yeah. serve some warrants because we know nobody's out, right? Everybody's at home, even criminals. Yeah. I, and what's uh, funny is, like, 
even like I noticed that too here. It just seems like the the amount of police cars are, has like doubled. Yeah, but like I almost feel like I'm being watched, like driving to work and stuff. <laughs> right, they're checking to see is like, this essential. Yeah, like I feel like I have to have an excuse for everywhere that I'm going. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the next few weeks, you might. You shit, you never know. But yeah, I'm I'm waiting for it to go to the next level yet. I mean, I hope not. I hope we're kind of on the the downward slope of this thing. But who yeah, knows? I know as the as the days tick on, I really hope that we're kind of going to see the see the other side of the hill. Even if we, if we, even if we're not up one side, at least like know that there's, we could see the top. Um, I, over here, there was people getting, um, not necessarily cars, but I know we had, uh, I just read a thing online where somebody was posting that their buddies got, um, some tickets in San Diego that were on, not tickets. They got questioned by the cops. Uh, sure about what they were doing because they were on bikes. And yeah. they said, they the guy said he refused to answer. One guy said he just told the cops he was just coming in to get food, takeout. And so the cop was like, all right, well, you know. But the other guy was like, I don't have to, like, I'm not under arrest. I don't have to answer that question. I don't have to answer any of your questions. And yeah. the cop basically gave him, like, the, yeah, beat it and don't come back attitude. But they were getting uh-huh. hassled because they were on motorcycles out uh, at this time. Sure. And, um, I don't know, is that something you guys are seeing there? Yeah, that's like, there's like a lot of uneasiness and unsure people with like, cause I still see a lot of, there's people out riding everywhere, but now we're starting to hear stories of people getting stopped while they're out riding. Right. And, uh, a friend of mine that I was actually at the track with this past Sunday, um, his neighbor actually got stopped on his bike and the cop had asked him where he was going, and he just replied, you know, no big deal. I was just out for a ride. And the cop wrote him a ticket. Oh. And he had, yeah, he had said to the cop then, he's like, well, what if I just said I was out to going to get food or going grocery shopping? And the cop just replied with, but you didn't say that. Yeah. And gave him a ticket. <laughs> so, so now with stuff like that going on, now that, that, that precedent has been set. Somebody has been stopped for out riding for no reason. Right. So now, and like they, they, they say there's no, or, um, no non-essential travel is what they're wording in this safer at home act thing here. So like, to me, like non-essential travel would be like, if I was going out and stopping at five of my friends' houses and like putting, putting myself out in public interacting with people, I could see that being a problem but if one person is out for a ride going from home to home like i don't think that should be something to be stopped for and that's where there's a lot of confusion going on on what people are allowed to do or not to do with this whole you know only essential travel but yet you can still drive what if like they they're telling people that they can still go to the state parks and go hiking and walk your dog and take the family and go for a drive but then they're gonna pull over a guy that's just out on a ride by himself yeah so like go out but don't go out like yeah well you know the thing too is that um if you're on a motorbike and you're by yourself it's highly unlikely well i mean who knows what your actual purpose is but you're definitely not headed to a 
public place. I mean, no restaurants are open, so it's not like you're going to go out to eat right. somewhere. And if you are going to the grocery store, well, you're allowed to do that if you're in a car. And yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, it's kind of a weird thing. You're, you would think that people in cars are socially isolating. So, sort of the same thing as if you see yeah. a family driving around the neighborhood and you're like, oh, well, they're, just, mm-hmm. they're getting out of the house. You know, they need, they're going stir crazy. Same thing with motorcycle. Yeah. I thought about this. This is I, I put the Creative Writing Weekly Challenge up to do a maintenance thing because I figured mm-hmm. like if you were riding your bike, you could at least do it around your your neighborhood or even to the end of your street or your block and back and not get hassled, right? Because because yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. Like I, for people that are self isolating, uh, you know. It's motorcycles is the way to do. It. We've all seen the memes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's an easy ticket for a cop. You're doing non-essential travel. The law says non-essential travel. Yeah. You know. Um, my thing is too is when you're on a motorbike, maybe you're going to check on your ill mom that you care for, or maybe you know you know what I'm saying like. As long yeah. as the the as long as the purpose of the trip is essential, the, the means of getting there shouldn't be questioned. But right, I get it. Like it's it's making me like. Well, granted, we we're back into kind of some crappy weather here, but it is warm enough that if it's dry, I could go ride. But now I'm like second guessing. Like, yeah, I'll just take the truck to work, or you know, but like I'd love to hop on the bike and go like. So the state parks are open, so I could go hiking if I want. Well, there's state parks on the other side of the state, other side of the state. Yeah. So if I get stopped, do I just say that's where I'm going? Is there a limit on how far? <laughs> right. Well, you know? yeah, they're probably going to tell you, well, if you have it or if you catch it or, or you, if, if that part of the county is a hot spot and you could potentially get it and bring it back here, you know, pro- there's probably some reason. Yeah. There's a pocket reason for everything that they could explain like away to you. There's a, uh, like, those little drive-ins like burger joint drive-ins like that are starting to open up for the year. And, uh, there's a really like really cool one of my favorite ones. It's like 45 minutes North of where I live and they're offering, you know, phone in your order and come pick it up. So is that too far for me? Yeah. I mean, that is, that is something that you're allowed to travel for. Right. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean you've got the you've got the excuses that sound legit though, you know? Like you're not just sure. out for a ride, you're going to your means is essential. It's funny to I have to think fun. about this and this, you know, we Yeah. 3 months ago you wouldn't even have been having this conversation with me. <laughs> yeah, I just I I also I also feel like that because I would have an excuse or try to kind of do it like, you know, quote like legit. I also feel like I would be the one that would get hassled. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's weird. You never know, you know what? Who, who? Yeah. Especially now that bikes are a sore thumb, and you're right. The poli- I think I I don't know if there's more police out or if I just see more because they're like some of the only cars on the road now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah, it seems like they're all over. Yeah, but I saw so many last week that it kind of freaked me out. And then my wife said, um. She went for a walk with took our dog out for a walk, and she said there was a bunch of them with their pistols drawn walking down the streets like by our house. And I was like, what the hell? And it was just that the yeah. somebody had reported gunshots. I didn't hear them. And, and I live in like the, I live in like an unincorporated part of the County. So like a lot of, there's no, um, I don't know what, you, what I'm trying to say here is I guess that like a lot of people have 
hot rods that they work on and you don't get complained on like mm-hmm. the city right if you're if you're working on yeah. like loud cars so and then there's people that have that own their own businesses and do all sorts of stuff around here that can be sort of loud so who knows if it was a backfire who knows what it was but the you know when they reported it of course, now every cop has nothing to do since everyone's at home. So <laughs> the whole damn police force is walking down the street with guns drawn <laughs> yeah. for nothing, you know. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's it's interesting to see that too. And I don't know what they were doing the other day either, but it's just like when there's a call now, every damn cop in town responds to it, even if it's like a tra- tipped over trash can because they have nothing to do. It's just there's everybody's inside. Yeah. There's no crime has gone way down here in, in LA. I was listening to the crime, the status reports the other day. Crime has like dropped mm. so far down. I'm guessing burglaries are a little bit down cause everyone's home, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, now it's just, people ha- are just hoping for a visitor at this point. Right. Please come burgle me. And so the only thing left to do is write people tickets that are out trying to get it, you know, enjoy a little self quarantine on, you know, but but out away from home. So yeah, it's an interesting mm-hmm. interesting time. I'm glad that you're actually part of the test um and maintenance crew there at the track, you know. <laughs> and it's and it sounds like it's le- legitimized by the their necessity for different types of vehicles to test the surface of the track. <laughs> yeah. That's rad. Um I mean, it's it is funky times. I, I hope we all get it done with. I don't know how hot everybody is. I'm sure everybody's just like pumped to get out there and race right now, you know. Oh, like yeah. Even just sit their ass on their bike and be able to, to yeah, take I, it out. I can't. I can't. We, everybody has to get out racing soon because I can't take any more of these Facebook games. <laughs> right. I'm not... <laughs> I only have so many pictures to post. I only have so many letters in my name. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the, that's the new thing too, is people are trying to get creative with how to quell the boredom. And it's like, yeah, when you're, especially someone like you, you're just like, dude, just, I'd just like to actually get out and like do something. I, I do have to say, has the bench racing got better <laughs> since, since everybody knows they're not going to be out for a while. Uh, I'm, I've kind of removed myself from that field. Nice. I haven't been following just because it's the same stuff over and over. I haven't really, I haven't found anybody to hate lately. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's got to be a t-shirt. I haven't got, <laughs> sorry, but I haven't got anybody to hate right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. But, I, and at the same time, I got to imagine that, um, that whole the whole drag race crew from cars to bikes to I don't know what else people drag race uh, people probably I'm guessing drag race um, snowmobiles where you're at but oh, yeah. just everybody anybody with the machine is just like got to be going crazy right now because you have had a couple good days those it looked beautiful yeah. actually. I don't know what the temp was but it sure looked nice and sunny in those vids that you were posting and I thought yeah Man, it was about fifty. Yeah, like, yeah, for Wisconsin, that's dang near perfect, right? It's almost t-shirt weather. Right. Well, for Californians, it's <laughs> it's not. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah no. Just, the sun was out, so it, it was so nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. It looked beautiful. It looked clear. Like I said, you, it's really hard to tell the temp because, you know, you, you look like you were just having fun, and, and it was just such yeah. a nice, sunny, clear day. I didn't really even sne- see any... um 
like snow or I don't remember if there was puddles or anything like that, but it didn't look like it had been a miserable wintertime, you know, it was, it was a glimmer of hope. Right. So yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah, rad. Most, most of the snow has all been washed away for probably a month now. Yeah. That is so weird to me. That is so well, weird to me. Yeah, well, every time I've talked to you in the past, it, it was like you were just coming out of it in April and May, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This, this whole virus thing happened to be on a season that we're like, we're way ahead of the schedule here. Yeah. What a bummer, dude. <laughs> yeah. What right. Um, what sucks is like, it's like for all the guys racing and stuff, like we spend all winter doing the mad dash to get, you yeah. know, things upgraded fixed and stuff, you know, ready to go for the season. Then this happens. Now I just, you know, I was doing more work on the bike tonight. I got stuff kind of tore apart where I feel like I'm entering like rebuild season two already. There's always the guy who's uh, quote ready until like race weekend comes, and then they're like, "Oh crap! Oh no!" And they're waiting for like last minute parts. Well, at least that yeah. guy may, you know, if if you're that type mm-hmm. of person, you're always going to have some scheduling issues. But at least maybe that person won't have a an excuse. They'll, they'll be like legitimately ready this time <laughs> when the season comes around. There really is right. no excuse, right? I mean. How many times so, have how many times have you toured on your bike so far? Since I've had it. <laughs> well, I mean, since you got it put put together, I mean, you 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 take it apart weekly. It seems like to add something and then put it back together. Um. Yeah, well, it's been mostly complete for the past probably three years. Uh huh. But then, like, there's usually some sort of a redo on at least part of the bike, so it never comes fully back apart but like so last year was the first year with the turbo on it and then that motor was well it lasted all year but i did blow the trans up in the pits oddly uh, enough oh right so that motor came apart fixed the trans put back together and that's the motor that's still together now so i haven't had to do a whole lot of motor work but then over this winter now i did new swing arm set up, uh, changed around some plumbing and stuff for the, like, uh, boost controller and stuff for the turbo. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of, like, nothing major, but it's always, like, there's always ways to, like, refine and make things look a little cleaner. Well, dude, you had the whole front end out. It looked like electrical spaghetti there for a little bit, and I guess that's when you were putting in the turbo and putting in that new dash or whatever. And yeah, all, all yeah. the sensors. I mean, you you didn't have the bike all the way apart, but damn, it looked uh, it looked like Terminator, not Terminator, the, the alien, like Predator. That's what I'm trying to think of. It looked like Predator <laughs> with all the the wires and stuff hanging out there, and it was an unrecognizable mess there for a hot second. And then yeah, you had it I, together in like I, one weekend. <laughs> it, it ended up being almost a hundred hours labor wiring it with the new standalone. God. What was <clears throat> was cool is I did it like did it kind of the way I always wanted to do it. Like everything is like super nice and tidy and got all the good connectors on everything and it's all serviceable. So I tried to think it all out the best I could. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's what I love about, you know, all the stuff that you do is making you actually kind of go one step beyond and make stuff um like everything you've done, even back when your bike was was nitrous, it was like you didn't do nothing for show pretty much it was all hidden <laughs> but it was all yeah <laughs> also took you you took a lot of time to engineer stuff to 
be hidden and still functional, well, kind of in a way that it was serviceable and you didn't have to dig through. Yeah. You know, if you were going to have to dig through 50 times, you know, you blow up the motor like every other weekend or something, you're, you know, you're going to hate the fact that you didn't take a few extra hours to figure out how to do something a different way. Sure. So, yeah, I've always, I've always dug that about your style of, you know, watching your bikes come together. But yeah, man, like that thing, I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny that I think, especially during this time, I think, uh, I think I've mentioned this before that I, w- I thought with, with the kids staying home and everybody being working from home, I'm going to have so much extra free time. I'm going to be able to do so much stuff. And it just turns out to be the exact opposite. Now everybody's at home. Everybody's trying to like figure out how to get their free time. <laughs> you know, can you yeah. do this for me so I can get some free time? Cause I actually have been doing more stuff now that I'm at home than I have, you know? So it's like, oh shit, there goes, yeah. I thought I'd have like four bikes rebuilt by now. And it's like, I have barely <laughs> got my stupid fiberglass project that I would, you know, told you at the beginning there halfway through. So it's like, damn it. But yeah, you know, uh, you got a few hours to go through something, do it the right way, do it that way. And then, and then your videos that you're putting out kind of show you the step by step, your thought process at least. So yeah, I mean, I like, I really dig that. Sure. I appreciate it. Yeah, no. I mean, who knew? Who knew you were a, a good, uh, <laughs> you're, you're a good director. And, and uh, I mean, do you, do you think those out before you, do you kind of like do an outline or you just start doing it and it just comes, it just happens to come together kind of perfectly? Well, honestly, most of the time I just start talking. Yeah. And like, it's to me, if I'm really, if it's something I'm really into, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. If I have to like think it out or make sure I hit all my points, then I stumble. Like, Oh, I said that out of order. I start over. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm what a pain in the ass that is. And then the rest you can just leave to editing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cut out all the bad stuff. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's cool. It's, it's definitely inspired me. And I think that if anybody's around listening to this, go check them out. TPS fab on, um, on YouTube and get inspired to do just a quickie. Those, some of those are fast. And then other ones, like you said, you get going and then you, you hit your flow in the video yeah. and you just kind of got to keep going with it because it, wouldn't make sense to stop. And I really dig the, my, my favorite one was watching you change your tires on your hitch. Like that was pretty, <laughs> that one was pretty funny. The dumbest thing I've done in the winter. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Without like crampons or some sort of weird ice clay right. on. And it, it, it does go to show though that, you know, I've, you can, you can change. T- I mean, everybody says, uh, dirt bike tires are easy to do and sure they are they're not as stiff they're not you know not as crazy but but sport bike tires you can do it too you can spoon on any uh-huh. tire with enough determination even if you don't have a hot sun to lay them out in because a lot of time they say oh yeah throw yeah. them out throw them out in the driveway on the sunshine to loosen them up you know and you're you did it in like yeah. freaking a snow and ice so it was pretty rad it was fun watching <laughs> that uh and to I don't I guess, I'm guessing you didn't use soap and water because that would have made it um, freeze right. So I'm guessing you use yeah. like lube or something. Slap some KY jelly uh, around the bead. For the uh, for the tires on the my drag bike, I try to do them dry so they don't spin. Oh oh, you like, know what? Right they, right. Yeah, the back tire will actually spin and the, the rim will spin in the tire if it hooks hard enough. If there's any kind of lube that doesn't you know evaporate or right go away right but um 
Like when I do the tires on like my Super Duke or something like that, I'll just spritz the rim with like WD forty or something. Yeah, yeah. Just a little little slip. Yeah, dude, that's rad. Well, and and it was cold too. Like the carcass is cold. I don't know. It was funny. I was mm-hmm. I was thinking about all that stuff as I was watching you do it. Like, damn man, that's some determination. I did it. I've <laughs> spooned tires onto a, a rim before in the opposite conditions when it was like. I don't know. Goddamn. It was like 110 out. I had to do it in my, um, my garage. There's like, there was no airflow at the time in the garage that I had. And it was like, of course, the middle of summer in SoCal. And it's like, you can't not be riding right now. You can't be unprepared. <laughs> and so even throwing them out in the driveway, which at that point was probably 140 degrees or 150 <laughs> degrees. Right. Uh, they were still a bitch to paint, uh, to, to spoon on. And I'm just like sweating. I'm getting more pissed at anything. Cause it, when it's hot, you know, you get all frustrated, you get frustrated easier. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was just sweating spoons slipping out of your fingers. <laughs> it, it was, it was almost as funny as like what I imagine <laughs> you spooning them on in the exact opposite freezing, <laughs> freezing cold. But you know, that was one of those videos where I almost just stopped in the middle of filming it and was just like, forget it, I'm done. I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. go home. <laughs> well, I don't care. I don't know what's worse like when you're sweaty and you slip and bust your finger on something because your hand slips off, or when it's cold and you bust your hand on something that's you know, when it's so freezing out and you bust a cold hand on something, yeah. and, and it just oh, the pain of both of them is equally as crappy so yeah i get it i get it it was it was fun watching though i i uh i think anybody out there should go check that out and especially right now when it's starting to change um before we get you know too deep into summer you can people can kind of go yeah that was just like a couple months like a month ago you know so still still remember the weather right now but yeah (laughs) um hey man we've been on the phone for an hour it's got to be midnight there where you are do you have to work tomorrow or what i do I don't. I would feel like I was not doing my responsible duty if I let you go to work with like two hours of sleep and then uh, get smashed. <laughs> heaven forbid, you get smashed by one of those lift trailers or anything like that. So I'm probably going to cut you loose here in a little bit. But I did want to say thanks for coming on and and thanks for yakking with us and kind of giving us the situation of how things are transpiring there. It's good to hear actually that you're still getting out and. You're a te- you're at least tested maintenance um, for your local track. Support your local track, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and it's and it's good to hear that uh, not all hope is lost uh, over there. And and if you are gonna ride, make sure. Here's here's my for your friend or whoever told you about the ticket thing. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my advice: ride around with a prescription bottle of something even if it's just like prilosec or some you know antacid ride around with a prescription bottle in your um, bag backpack pocket whatever fill it up with ibuprofens if you have to but make sure it's a medicine bottle because i'm guaranteed they're not going to like look at the date and look at you know what i'm saying like th- but if you say yeah. oh yeah i was picking up my prescription and you kind of whip out a little white bag with uh some audible pills shaking around in there they're probably going to cut you loose. You know, that's, that's totally essential. And then you say, and I thought I'd do it on my motorcycle since I'm wearing a helmet or something, you know? So, yeah. uh, use that if you're going to be out and don't let the same cop catch you twice. That's my other 
tip. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, you were just, what were you, you were just out here with that prescription bottle and that would go, buddy. <laughs> right now the odds of that are actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. It sounds like it. So, well, I'm going to cut you loose and thanks for hanging out. And I will try to catch up in a couple months when, when hopefully things are getting back to normal. We'll see how you're doing, see how the racing is going. And, um, just make sure you're doing okay in general and that the bike is still running. I, I really want to get some audio of that thing. Um, I, I love the way it sounds. And so maybe get some, <laughs> some audio and, and let us know when you post up vids, um, when you're finally racing. Yeah, and all, that. Sure. all right, man. Oh, yeah. Well, Good keep, deal. keep it hanging and, and keep the shiny side up. And, uh, I don't know, man, keep getting out there and helping that racetrack scrub in the track. Sounds like they need it. That's, the, that's all right. what I'll keep doing. All right, we'll man. get through this. We'll talk to you uh, in, a, in a couple months. Sounds good. Thanks for chatting. Bye. Bye. All right, all right. That is this week's show. Should I turn myself up or down? I think I sound good. What do you think? I'm going to let this beat play out as uh, our closer. I composed this awesome 80s jam for episode 15, if you can believe it or not, over 200 episodes ago. Uh, did I forget to mention this is like episode 216? Oh, 216! That was, uh, that's uh, Valentino Rossi's number. All right. Well, listen, you all have a safe and wonderful uh, weekend. And go ahead, go over to our Facebook page, email the show, let us know what you're up to. Just let us know you're safe. Join the public Discord server. Chat with people on there. Chat, fellow motorcyclists, fellow creative writers are on there. And it's open to the public. If you're a patron, go over to the Patreon one. I, I have them on the same screen on my little dashboard. So I just flip back and forth. God, I feel like I'm like I feel like Eddie Murphy's gonna pop up behind me right now, like any second. Like this this song is so rad. <laughs> but anyway, do that. Check it out. Creative writing. 